All right. Uh, this is a showgram. Are we, we're doing the show? We can. We Did can. you say a showgram? A showgram. Oh, okay. Live from my iPad. That's currently being taken over by my children. Like everything else in this house. How, do, like, they, how do they not have their own iPad? Because they're 10 and 7? Yeah, but Actually, then they got to touch does. your stuff. They're gonna, the thing is, they're going to touch my stuff no matter what. Like this, we are broadcasting from our newest location. Yes, this is the third... The third... Uh, what happened? Your watch break? No, but it, I guess it was like just in my sleeve, like a magic trick. I'm like, what is it? Is this your watch, John? Mag- no, it's not, dude. It's yours, and it's broken. <laughs> I broke your watch without even touching you. Um, uh, yeah, our third location, we're in the... Brian Irwin knickknack shack. Why do you call it the knickknack shack? It's okay. First off, it's a, it's a shed because it's full of fucking knickknacks, dude. No, it's not. Okay. Yeah, these no, are no, these just are one ma- shelf. No, dude, these are male knickknacks. All your Packer nonsense. You got a Darth Vader head. You got an ET and a red hoodie. A Millennium Falcon. You got a a, a, a Yoda. You got dolls. You got <laughs> the Stay Puft fucking Marshmallow Man. You got your records. This is it's your knickknack shack, dude. All right. Fine. Yeah, and you got this sweet ass space heater. I do, and an old timey leather football helmet. Yeah. Well, listen. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm I, I really can't. I can't justify anything. And a you picture, pointed out the truth. And so. a picture of Peter Sellers as if he were your husband, <laughs> and you keep him up there to remind you why you're in the knickknack shack. Well, that was a full description, almost too, uh, almost too complete. And w- with the podcast equipment too, then you got the electronic knickknacks. Well, that yeah. This right now, it's just by doing this. Put it this way: we did Burt Kreischer's, and he has uh, his is three times the size of my place. Uh, it's and uh, it's a little yeah. bit more. It's more spread out. Yeah, it's a little. I think it's just Mine's, wider. But this I had nowhere to go. Did you build this? I built it specifically for it to become my knickknack shack oh, or my did getaway. You really? Oh, I thought. But it was storage for the first seven years. I just moved everything just out so I could come in here. I'm, I'm getting electricity in here next week. Wow! Like full on, like you know, hard hard wiring. What thing do right we now. What do we got going on right with now? We're, we're running on extension cords. Oh, okay, okay. We're very temporary right now. It's like the, a gas generator out if, back. If we're lucky, no one will actually hook up a hitch and just drive us away. But no, <laughs> you would you say this is where you'd hide your family if the government came looking for you? No, because it'd be really easy to find. <laughs> He's not in the house. Did you check the house behind the house? No, no. Why would we do that? No one would ever be back there. No, That's no, just we, a shed. We don't. We don't think. We don't think they're back there. No, I, I mean, I, there is enough room for me to dig a hole underneath it, you know? Ooh. Taken three style, so you can just kind of go underneath, and maybe there's like don't, some sort of... You just room taken three for me, dude. Not really. Come on, Liam Neeson's. Have you seen the Key and Peele thing where they t- they're talking about? <laughs> no. They're like door guys, and he's like, Liam Neeson's? Liam Neeson's? <laughs> and he keeps getting his name wrong. It's really funny. I'm doing it no justice, and I probably sound racist. Uh, uh, both. Yes, you are yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, yeah. I've, I'm, I'm, I am not in a good mood. Well, I know. You seem... You Have, seem haven't you ever just woken up? And the thing is, is I can't pinpoint specifically other than a leg cramp. I get leg cramps now over 40. But other than the other than the bedtime leg cramp, which you just sit there and patiently you just need more you know, water, dude. That's what your problem is, right? But the point is, <laughs> I just got it. So I, other than that, I can't really pinpoint why I just woke up and decided today was just a shit day. But it's just like one of those ones where like doesn't matter what's going on, somebody could hand me a flower and a chocolate shake and I'd be like, God damn it, not right now. Like it's like I, you know, it's like it's just like a chemical imbalance. Well, that has just made me angry today. I think. Oh, because there's no football anymore. Oh yeah, no, not that so either. You're angry. Well, uh-huh. you didn't watch the Pro Bowl? I actually was on for the kids. 
God, why? You should have had him watch the hockey all star game. That was awesome. Well, it was it was it was background noise anyway, and we were bu- they were busy doing other stuff. It just that just happened to be on when the TV was on, so it stayed on. So basically, what it was, they were watching a flag football game. Yeah, they were. Um, yeah, I, I the hockey all star game. They had a new format this year. It was really cool. three and three. Yeah, but then it was like Pacific Atlantic. It was like this tournament. It was oh, okay. It was cool. It wasn't just like a game like. I don't know. It was it was fun, and and the winning team got a million dollars, so that's pretty sweet. Yeah, that is pretty sweet for guys that are already getting money. That's cool. Well, but what do we get when we win something? What What are you trying to win, dude? I think we win the podcast. Mm. Isn't there just well, we get listeners. We get do we? That. Yeah. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Keep everyone we can get, right, dude? We weren't invited to the podcast event in downtown Los Angeles. So I guess we're not that good. I don't even know what it is. I don't really follow. Do you follow anything? Not really. Outside of what we do? I, yeah, I mean, I look at stuff, and I see okay. it, and I realize I'm not invited or welcome. <laughs> and I just, uh, we are so... We're outliers! I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. A little bit. No, there's just so many podcasts. Like I also just don't... Wouldn't ever affiliate myself with one group. Like, I'm with these, these guys. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, we're Midwesterners. We're just dudes. Just doing dude just things. Dudes. dudes doing dude things. Kind of listen, on a dude ranch in the nickname. Listen, it's something that will uh, brighten my spirits. I saw you post a picture that you went and saw Don Rickles. So, like, what's I up with that? At first, I got angry. The Rick- first thought was, why wasn't I invited? But then I understood that I wasn't invited because I wasn't invited. So then I just let that go, <laughs> which you kind of have to when you realize you're not invited to something. But uh, one time guest of the show, friend of the show, friend of mine, Michael Shea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clearly not friends with me. Had two tickets for him and his wife to go see Don Rickles. Continue. At the Saban Still Theater not seeing where Beverly I was invited, Hills. but continue. He calls me at 9.30 on Saturday morning and says, hey man, I, I think our sitter is sick and... You know, uh, I don't think my wife's going to be able to go. Would you want this extra ticket? And I said, dude, you should really get another sitter. That's something you and your wife should do. It sounds like a lot of fun. And I already had plans. And then he was like, yeah, it's, you know, he explained to me how hard it is to get a sitter, whatever. I guess when you guys only have certain babysitters you use, it's a big, it's a t- I'm already sleeping I, during this, so you yeah, don't need to try whatever. to explain any like of my sets. I Craigslist set. thing. You're like, I want someone to watch uh, my kid yeah, while I go out. Yeah, get on Craigslist. Yeah, I get a couple tires, an old heater. And a babysitter. Yeah, and someone that's going to murder my family. <laughs> you don't yeah. know that. Oh, I don't know that? I'd say they answered the ad. They can read. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and they can spell, I killed this person in blood, too. So Continue. anyway, I was able to, uh, I had plans with Nicole and stuff, but we worked it out so that I would just leave where we were downtown and head out to Beverly Hills. And it just worked out where I could get to the show, and it was really. Where was it? It was at the Saban Theater in okay. uh, Oh, in West Side, Beverly okay. Hills. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. You did say that. Okay. Um, Martin Short and Steve Martin uh-huh. sat right behind us, uh, and to their left was Al Michaels. <laughs> it was so weird. And Bob, so wait a minute, why, Bob so, Newhart was there too? I guess. But, well, yeah, they're best friends. Those yeah, two. but uh, it was just I didn't see him. Where I, uh, I only know that because I read Bob Newhart's book, and and that he talks about that. But yeah. the um. At, at, just to be clear that I wasn't like, yeah, they're best oh, friends, no, you yeah, know, because yeah, yeah. uh, they're all talking <laughs> to me. Don, they're all letting me know. Um, why, so where were you sitting then that those guys were sitting behind you? So We had orchestra type. We were like, we were, you know, 10 rows back. Those the, guys sat, wait, Steve Martin sat 11 rows back? Yeah. And you sat 10 rows back? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I mean, they walked. They, the only reason we knew they were there is because they walked past us first. Yeah, because they thought we they were, were up in the front. We were like, oh, we're not up here. Exactly. But, but, and then the guy's like, no, no, your seats are over here. He's like, okay. But then they were behind us and they laughed the whole time, man. They had such a good time. How can you not laugh at Don Rickles? I mean, it was, it was funny. It's, it's, 
It's amazing that those people, I mean, L. Michaels, I can see, it's amazing to me that people like Steve Martin are like, I'm going to go see somebody to make me laugh. Like, you just assume that people get to that point, like the hierarchy of laughter. You're like, I don't know what would make me laugh. I don't even know anymore. Like, but that's not true. They're human beings. Right. But. right. And that was like what, my, that's what Michael Shea said. He was like, man, I grew up watching Steve Martin and Martin Short, and those guys grew up watching Don Rickles. And like, now those two are watching I, the backs of your heads. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're sitting ahead of them. Yeah. But it actually makes sense, though, when you think about it. Now, is that, as you know, as a performer, you wouldn't want me sitting in the front row of an event you were doing because that would be, it's kind of annoying. Not annoying, but right? It's a distraction. Oh, right. No, no, I wouldn't want. So you no, don't want dude. people you know really uh-uh. sitting too close. That no. really just can kind of be bothersome. I would say so. I, especially if those people are Steve fucking Martin. <laughs> yeah, Martin exactly. Shore, you'd be like, oh, yeah, hey, guys. <laughs> like, it would just be. You know, I, I'm uncomfortable when I know people that I really like are in the room. So, what I'm was gonna, the yeah. event like? So, what, was it just him doing his thing, or it was, was it something special? Him, he had an orchestra with him, like okay. a live band that has been with him forever. Uh, he sings; he sang like four or five songs. Okay, he shows slides of some old stuff. He talks about Frank Sinatra, does a little tribute to him, uh, and then t- makes fun of people in the audience, and then calls him up on stage and is like, he's like the uh, like if you had an uncle that behaved like that said those things. At like Christmas dinner, you'd be like, dude, you can never be around my children. But this guy is like funny and at the end of it all, uh, real classy. Like he, the two guys he brought, he brought up like a, a, a Korean guy and, a, and a, somebody else. And there was just racist comments left and right for like 15, 20 minutes. And then at the end, he's like, you guys are all right. And he gives them both like these, he has the, uh, this guy come out and give them these really expensive bottles of champagne. He's like, here you go. So you're saying you can be racist. No, I'm as just- long as after all your comments, you say, well, you know what? You guys are all right. No, and no, here's no. a really expensive I, bottle of champagne. The, I just want to be clear. The way, okay. the way Don Rickles does it, it's, it's, it's okay. Yeah, it is it's, okay. Yeah. Hey, so um, did he, anybody open up for him or was, did he no, just, they just, just music plays and then he comes out. And then music and then, it, you know, oh, have him, to, right? and he was sitting in a chair when it, when the curtain came up because his, he had a bad leg. So he could, he stood up every once in a while, but. He's in his eighties now, right? He's 89. He's going to be 90 in May. Okay. Does he talk about that? Is that what you're saying? That? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's bring in our guest. I feel All like right. we just talked for a long time. And, no, we didn't. And he could add to this. We did talk for a long time. Because I think you saw him in Vegas. Uh, you can stop shaking your head now, but he'll actually he'll bring you can talk. It's our okay. guest is uh, Ryan Brown. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Invited me to an event that, that I got to go to. Oh, right, yes. But continue anyway. Well, right, Ryan Brown some is responsible people, for us meeting some Vince people, Neal. Some people think about me. I'm just saying. Just throwing that out. Again, I don't think Mike Lachey was really excluding just, you. I know. I'm just kidding. But we'll make sure he does from now on. Uh, Ryan, how are you? Good, good. Good morning, guys. Good, good morning, dude. You're just for me, making up? For me, at least. Yeah? Yeah? <laughs> uh, is this early for you? It is very early. Why? Very early for you. you have, he keeps late Are you a hours. nightlife guy? I am a nightlife guy, yeah. Well, you define know. nightlife guy. Uh, like you actually meaning that you just that's just who you are by nature or you are actually working nightlife guy kind of a combination of both you know? right. I think my uh, who I am has developed into my work as okay. well as far as you know uh, usually 2 o'clock is a good time to wake up and no it's not I, well, well I guess if you're living he, an awesome lifestyle it is yes, well yeah. but if he doesn't yeah his people that he works with the things that he would have to do don't start until pretty much yes <laughs> so I'll backtrack that Kind of as you know, as, as a personal assistant. You can or, move. The, it's okay. You can move the mic. We're not that professional. That yeah, you, can, you can move it. Just move it towards this. you a little bit more. Make it yourself a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I know. I know Ryan from. We worked uh, in pr- television production together. That's how we met. But okay. Ryan has since moved on. Kind of, well, I mean, you still do a little bit, but go ahead. Sorry. Here we go. No, you tell me. How long have you guys <laughs> known each other? 
Uh, since 2000, 2001. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. And how, yeah. so are you from here? You're no, from, from Boston. You're from Boston. And yeah. so how long have you been in Los Angeles? 21 years. 21 exactly. years. Okay. And you moved out here for what? Um, I moved out here. Actually, I have a degree in physical therapy. Makes sense. So yeah. Yeah, LA is the first place <laughs> yeah. one would choose. That well, wait, makes no. our family. Didn't you move so out here? You and what? I have made wise choices. What? Yeah. But didn't you move out here once before? Moved out here when I was 18 to just get out of you know, Massachusetts. That makes sense. You know. Okay. Um, that I get. Transferred schools. Got here first day of school. Was told none of my credits transferred. So... <laughs> Was supposed to do another two years here. Wait a minute. Oh, okay, uh, there's a lot we have to talk about, but, but here, no, not really. I have a question <laughs> for you. Why would you come out here first? Not why? Why would they wait until you got out here to tell you that your credits didn't transfer? Isn't that kind of information they should have shared with you prior to you arriving? I was told that prior to arriving that everything did transfer. But so you got out there I, and they're like, no. When, when I, you logged, when you signed, when you went there to sign yeah. in, they're like, hey, by the way, buddy. Exactly. Were they like, hey, sorry, we totally screwed up. Here's some money to go back home. No, they just said, sorry, you screwed up. You have to take What our, school is this? This was uh, UC Long Beach. Ridiculous. Yep. Is there anything on, this I is, guess. This uh, is, he's president of the PTA. That's why he gets uh, all riled up about uh, this. Like, he wants. That's the, why I'm so angry. Tra- tra- trial, so he wants the trail of information to be clear and concise. So but I will tell you, by the way, just, just as a quick side note, and then we'll get back to uh-oh. your story. You were there in the bushes. Um, I have decided to, because, you know, in PTA, you have to, you're, they prefer that you do two years as the president. So I want to um, unelect myself. So I have been trying to find the worst <laughs> photographs of debaucherous stuff I've done in my life and post them on Facebook. Every oh. single day until someone and at that school. you think this is going to get them to go like... Yeah, there's one. There's one that Dude. I checked with my wife, and she was like, that may upset your parents. What is your Because I was like, but this is- will... No. But um, it's, I have, it's me uh, with a double-dong dildo oh, around yeah. my neck. Yes. Um, from we, we used to throw them like horseshoes at one of the comedy clubs back in Madison. But the point is... <laughs> but the point being is it's around my neck, and I just don't really... Like a, care, right? like a pet it's, it's enough for I think people who think that you're supposed to be upholding some sort of like legitimacy. No, dude, let's get dildo that's neckwear. A, guy that's a closer. That's a, let's wrap it up. I, yeah, let's I, wrap it up. I mean, I could actually be asked to leave sooner than later, which would still be a blessing, even though I love helping out the school and my children. It just takes the responsibilities sure. away. Now back to you and this irresponsible <laughs> school. Yes, in Long Beach, but it helped shape him because he went back it, to Massachusetts. It did, and it gave me the vision and the drive to want to get back here. Well, okay, which is odd because the first time was for physical therapy. So here's the um, no, no, no. Oh, no. First time was for uh, just to go to school, just to go, but to, just to go to school, finish school, but and finish school to be a physical, physical therapist. therapist. So exactly. it's kind of oh, the same thing. Chill. Yeah, sorry. Chill. So both times you were drawn to the West Coast. So did you feel that there was? Did you do some research that there's more West Coast injuries that no, we're going to make more son, money for you? Son, music, girls, eighteen um, years old. Yeah, Boston, okay, fair LA. Enough, fair yeah. enough. I gave you too much credit there yeah. at 18. Yeah, yeah. I, I did, hard I did you were some that research before the internet about yeah. how I would. I got my Britannicas out. Yep. <laughs> I had a brother that lived here. It was easy. Oh, uh, okay. You so know. he were going to live with him? Yeah. And you, or actually, probably were. Yeah, living in Westwood. Did three, he immediately like, can you, can, Ryan, can you go? If you're not going to go to school, I agree with the school. You should can go you, back. Did he, did, he, get, did he take the side of the school? Can you get off my couch, please? If you don't have any credits, you can't stay here. They didn't transfer. So, all right. So let's just start with you as a kid. Kid. Mm-hmm. So you grew up in uh, in Massachusetts, Massachusetts, and um, good life. I mean, you had good. It, it was a uh, you know typical. Uh, you city boy? No, nah. About twenty minutes outside the city, Marlboro, Mass. Uh, you spent a lot of time in the city. Was yeah. that kind of a thing? Yeah, it's kind okay. of a thing. You know, Dad was an iron worker, fisherman. Okay, would go into uh, Boston each weekend. You know, um, do some debauchery um, as a young kid. Yeah, you know, you got in a lot of trouble. Uh, you know, it's funny. I didn't. Okay. You know, I was the yeah, kid who I, never always got, got never got caught. 
Oh, oh okay. Well, all right. Well, you were looking for trouble. Straight A student. You didn't get in trouble. Oh, he, exactly. found, he found it. Yeah, he found the trouble. He just I, never found the straight punishment. Straight A student, though. Straight A student. All the way through school. Never missed a day of school. From, what? From the time I was in kindergarten until I graduated high school. What? Now, was that because you would sneak in and erase all your nope. tardies on your teacher? Yeah, you remember, Ferris Bueller. Remember the, remember the books? No, remember they had the books, right? Yeah. It was the books where they would actually mark you with a pencil. Now they don't do no, that anymore. A, but we had a homeroom. Well, you know, homeroom. You come in. The yeah. teacher calls your names up. Yeah. You were never, never absent one fucking day. That's amazing. And why you is that? Did you? Off. Were you a social guy? So you actually yeah. because of, there was there, obviously that's the only thing about school is like you may hate the curriculum, right? But it's a social environment, yeah. and as so, long as you're enjoying it, I enjoyed the uh, you know getting up and going to school and you know seeing my friends and that's so. I mean, you never. But you and your uh, friends never wanted to like go. Hey, man, let's get the fuck out of here. Never did. You know, and, and here's the weirdest thing, like going back to me being the guy who can't wake up now before two o'clock right. in the afternoon <laughs> that I made every single day of school. That is true. You know? So when did you become the late sleeper guy? Like when did you, uh, when did you flip over where you're, where was it not until you got out here and when, you started yeah. changing your lifestyle? Like, when I got here, I started working, uh, in music. Okay. Um, started working with bands, you know, um, kind of my gig now, personal assistant okay. for lead singers. Okay. Um, their, their life is. You know, four o'clock in the afternoon till ten o'clock. The right, next day. which totally makes sense. It's, yeah. it's it's not an irresponsible lifestyle. They're, they're that is what they do. They perform yes. at night. They live at night. But but you met John in actual physical production, not right. Y- yes, I met John. Um, kind of Temptation Island too. There you go. Temptation. That's when it all started. Even even the name itself tells <laughs> oh, me yep, what dude. happened there. So yep. so yeah. you moved out here. What was the year that you moved out of the second time for physical therapy? Ninety five. In ninety five. So you get out here. And you are actually wor- working a regular job. I get a, my first job, uh, graduating college. Mm-hmm. My roommate um, was from Santa Monica. He was either me move back home with my parents after not living there for five years or drive with him across country. Okay. And go to, uh, come to Santa Monica. And what did he want to do? He, Why was he coming out here? His parents, he lived here. He grew up here. He so he just wanted there. to go back home. Okay. Yeah, he wanted to go back home. Um, his brother was a physical therapist at a place called the uh, Hillcrest Country Club. All right. Which is a... Um, like Caddyshack? Yeah, <laughs> it was um, Mr. Beaver. It was, it was, let's say, a Jewish uh, retirement home. For, okay, you know, across from um, Pico Studios. Okay, um, I got a job there as a trainer. Uh oh, you know, yeah, rubbing down the old, rubbing down old people. Yeah, yeah, just so we're clear, Hollywood not types. a trainer like, let's go lift some weights. Trainer, it was supposed to be. Uh, okay, yes, but instead, it was like I'll stretch your leg out, sir, because you can't do it anymore. Kind of trainer. And this sir was would be Jack Lemon, would be Whoa. any old. Jewish actor of that time. Really? Yes. So that, that was the place to be? Yeah. For, yeah. I mean, for those guys? Sure. Okay. It, it, it was their retirement home. You, you know, stretched out Jack Lemon. I did. When you say the retirement, that's where they hung out. It that's was, what they did. That, that was, they, they killed their, their days there. Their rec exactly. center. It was, it was their, their rec center. It was their rec center. It was the much. emporium. Like they now, did you know that confused. going in, or you got no. there, and all of a sudden you're like, hey, wait a minute, that's so-and-so, that's so-and-so. I got there and realized, oh my God, this is you know grumpy old men. No. <laughs> Walter Math. Okay, so that's yep, all right. That's so. Awesome. By the way, was your brother still living here at the time? Or was he gone? Uh, he was living there. Yeah, Redondo, Redondo Beach at the time. Turn me down. Just turn what bit. down? My ear, earphones. Yeah. You're the one that took your head. Your headphones are too. Both, both you guys. This is ridiculous. All right, so they're yeah, well, right Ryan's next to you. Your number red. No, 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 oh, no, no. Your oh, number yeah. red. Yeah, your number. Your number red. Your number red. Uh, John yeah. is number gr- 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 uh, yellow. John's number yellow. John's number yellow. Yellow. Johnny. You know, numbers do have. I'm sorry, colors do have numbers. You know that, right? Um. It sounds real tricky, man. I don't. No, a, use crayons, right? Yeah. Like red number two, right? That is true. Like the I just said it backwards, like an idiot. Pencils I have am, numbers but I'm also too. PTA the colors have numbers. Pencils, pencils have numbers too. So, so all right. So, um, are we going? We're are, going we all, are we all good here? I'm good. Okay. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're going to go to the spectrum. No, you're, yeah, you're going full from birth to we're here. Well, yeah, we're pretty yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> How did you no, get but, to where you are? 
Well, it's interesting well, to me. I mean, especially this because a lot of people. I mean, you a lot of people like myself. Uh, I literally came out here for a specific purpose, right. and it's always interesting when you find people like they kind of zigzag a little bit, mm-hmm. and then they find themselves in something. It's not like when you were eight, you went, you know what I'm going to do someday. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to wake up famous musicians that don't want to wake up. You know what I mean? Like that's not <laughs> yeah. really. I, I didn't have that at all. Yeah. I, think, I think my vision was when I was a little kid to, was to be that musician. Uh, okay, so yeah. did you? Were you a musician? Yeah, I mean, I dabbled in guitar. You okay. know, and, um, you know, tried as best as I could and figured started a few bands. You know, little hair rock bands back in Boston. You nothing. Know, no, nothing panned out. Nothing you know, panned I re- out. I realized I didn't know how to play, so I might as well work for the person that knows how to play. Fair enough. You know. Um, so you never. So you, did you play when you were out here too? Did you ever have like delusions of like you got caught up into the whole uh, LA thing and you're like, you know what? Maybe maybe this is where it was supposed to be, not Boston. I mean, if you come into my bedroom, you'll see twenty guitars and every instrument you could possibly that you've want. stolen from all the people you've worked for. I don't understand what you're saying. Over over the years. Over the years. <laughs> over the years. You know, I have a great collection. But you there. still but you still play pretty regularly. <laughs> you know, by yourself. By really. myself, you don't like you know, rock out with other people exactly so you but, never well, you never well, thought you never put the ad out but was there no. was okay. there I any just, i knew i wasn't as good as that person probably sitting across from me okay well it's yeah. not me I don't but there was no it. there was no bit ba- you never joined any bands out here never okay but nope. what any how about in massachusetts no you were never in a, like a band like yeah. you and your buddies just, just rocking in a basement it's insecure dude wow Wow, you know, it was weird. Uh, it doesn't even bother you. No, it doesn't bother uh, me. Okay. Well, no, because I think he found something he's no, probably better at. No, but sometimes there's that little piece that you're just like, that's because I, I, I just, I, I didn't. You know what? I learned, like, it took 20 years of trying to learn how to play the guitar. I just finally one day was like, I'm never going to learn <laughs> this fucking thing. You, you so. realize for some people it's in them. Like, yeah. it's a weird thing to explain, but, like, music, I believe, because I used to work with well, musicians, that I believe that it's, it's just yeah. in them, and there's nothing... They can sit there they, and like you could give a person that's never played a guitar if they're musically inclined they didn't even know it mm-hmm. they will figure that shit out like so quick and you're just like your mind is blown at the fact that they just they get it they and just usually it happens it. at a young age you know yeah. what I noticed I mean you have better well, chance of learning searching for Bobby Fischer we seen the movie the mm-hmm. fish yeah. the chess player you know when the guy finally just takes the chess pieces and throws them off the board and tells the kid look at it and all of a sudden the kid sees the moves mm-hmm. yeah. out of nowhere. That's how I envision musicians see guitars. Yeah, they either they're get just it like, or you don't. Yeah. Oh, I either. can play this thing. Yeah. yeah, and I was never going to see it without you know that tablature there in front of me. Right. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, and it's, and a it's lot kind of, work but it's cool in. though, especially if you're around it to see somebody that literally can set down a guitar, go over to a piano, do that, uh, yeah, then then step over to a set of drums and like it's like they don't miss. No pun intended, but they don't miss a beat. They just kind of like <laughs> they, they're whatever, yeah, like whatever instrument that. they want to pick up. Something's in, in them, and they just and it's it's kind of it's pretty sweet actually when you see it sure. like, like up close like that. It's, it's sweet when you see that, but it's also disappointing when you see someone who's not like that who's actually in the same class as the the people that are. Well, yeah. I mean, look, did you? I I believe that you can also get somewhere like that with hard work. If you, sure, yeah. Like I know a kid who in high school when we were out drinking and being fuck ups, he was literally he had a job at a gas station. He literally locked the gas station doors. And played his guitar for six to seven hours straight every night, and then would play eight hours a day. Like he, he now he teaches people how to play the guitar, and is opens his open his own studio and everything. So, uh, yeah, it's Matt Avery. I should give him a plug, right? If people are listening, if you live in the Illinois, unless a lot of people weren't able to get their gas, the Greater Chicago area, Matt Avery School of Music. Uh, he is uh, t- uh, Music Institute, maybe I don't know, but look it up. Our He's first sponsor. That's good, great. Good um, guy. He's our first sponsor. He's our first sponsor. Matt, Matt Avery. Yeah, there he is. All right. So you're out here, and you are. So okay, so so Hill, here's Hill all these. Here, here you are at Hillcrest well, yeah, Country Club. Yeah, stretching Jack yeah. Lemon's taint. Straight, all right, so was there any? Was there? Um, this is always interesting to me. Down, so down. no, no, this is well. Okay, you're right. So <laughs> down. 
Well, be, at least I'm not angry. <laughs> this is actually making me happy. I, oh, I like old. Good. Like that's why I got excited about the Don Rickles thing. I like old performers. Yeah. There's just a whole different vibe to those guys. Um, was there that one moment where you were whatever you were doing something? You're like, I cannot believe right now I am doing this with so and so. Jeff, like, it just farted so on weird. me. Here, even weirder story is the. So I'm working there for a couple of weeks. I got long hair. I'm 18 years old, 19, going on 19. For the um, for the listener, he is now uh, stone stone bald. Yes, yes. I'm I'm that guy with long hair that became bald that should have never gotten. You know. Right. Anyway, <laughs> so they are um, asking me to cut my hair. Okay, they because the club. I don't look like a fine young Jewish boy like they only hire there at the club. Okay. Um, that day that I'm training, I'm stretching. Jack Lemon is the day uh, O.J. Simpson allows himself to come to the country club to golf for a day, which is right around uh, right around the time where they didn't allow even black people into the club. Okay. So wow. I, so so I, that wait, wait, what year is this? Yeah, ninety. First of all, ninety is crazy. You're saying it's in the nineties. Well, I just want, yeah. yeah, no, no, but, but like, yeah, I mean that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, like they so didn't the, allow the, black people. It, well, no, that's. I mean, there's been in the two thousands or some state. Yeah. Okay, anyway, yeah. continue. All right, so, so, so this is post. This, just so we're clear, this is post. Yeah, this oh, yes. is the glove doesn't fit. You must have quit. Oh, yes. okay. oh, oh yes. so so this has already happened. This has already happened. He's still, you know, he's not convicted of anything yet. Right. He's, Everyone hates he him. He wants to come golf for a day. And it's the Irish, Italian, Boston kid train, uh, stretching out Jack Lemon in a predominantly Jewish club while they're all cussing and swearing at O.J. Simpson out on their golf course. Wow. Okay, so now here, there's two different things going oh. here. I mean, remove the fact that, you know, they, they should just be letting people of other races in there. We'll sure. remove that for just a second. It's the O.J. Simpson yeah. part of it. It's the, mur- where, it's the so, guy. So, so, so there was a, because obviously I didn't live here. You didn't live here at that time, did you? No, I, I watched all that on TV, um, though, man. So um, I don't know what the environment was in Los Angeles after he was acquitted and how people, was he a pariah? Oh, yeah. And if he was, how did he get in there? Because, I mean, he, remove the race from it. Sure. He was a pariah. So it's like you'd think people would find any way to not have him. Affiliated with because that was the fear, right? You did sure. not want to be affiliated with him. Sure, but 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 you know, say prior to that, prior to the OJ incident, he was you know, he was uh, not a pariah, meaning you know he was more of socially accepted as a yeah. He was say, OJ, the football star, the USC the white guy. football yeah. star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. predominantly how he was viewed. He was OJ, the lovable, famous dude. You yeah, know? yeah. He, you know, so come that time, it was he can go anywhere. He ruled the city. You know, um, so I know, so I noticed that day everybody was. That was the day I was told that I needed to cut my hair to keep the job there. Uh-huh. Um, so OJ cut your hair. OJ. So uh-huh. OJ took out a knife <laughs> and he cut my hair. It was you know, Fantastic. it was. Hey, amazing. where'd you get that knife, OJ? Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And these gloves that he wore. You know, <laughs> it was, he told me to keep them. What? So you didn't have to work with them or do anything with them. No, you just wait, were, you no. were overhearing all the anger. Oh, and, it was and, just, and he and he wasn't even in the country club. He was just there using their golf course. He didn't. Oh, come okay, inside. so he never. So came, he never came. Oh, inside. he just went straight to the. Yeah, so he just went straight. He to got the straight team. to his tea time and just yeah. took off. And he probably played big money. Paid big money to do that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm. You know, Are you, that much I didn't know. I know he was the only person on the golf course. Oh, you know, there was nobody else golfing while he was golfing. Oh, oh wow. Did, did people remove themselves. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The people walking off the golf course. There were people. You know. Grumpy old men, pretty much is what I say. Just wow. Pa- I, part of me, I understand that because I, I don't think there's very few people that believe that he is innocent anymore, correct? I mean, I think we're at no, a point now where almost I, everybody yeah. thinks that just something went horribly awry. That I've got a pretty interesting new theory that it's in the last five or six years. Is it I've, based on the TV show? No. Oh, okay. It's based on his kid having a lot of mental problems, and then the glove would probably fit his kid. 
I think yeah. I think maybe his kid murdered them both, and then uh, OJ covered it up and took the blame for it because he's probably a better father than we give him credit. Wow, what? That's the new John Huck. That is. <laughs> Did you just make all that up? Yeah, kind of. Oh, okay. All right. I was like, where? <laughs> Goodness wow. gracious! He almost believed you, and he was—he felt bad no, about the I golf mean, course incident. All of a sudden, I mean, all right. So, so OJ shows up one day. But so, did you ever have any? I mean, when you're when you're training a lot of these old actor guys, are they talking to you? Are they telling you old stories, or are that, they do they kind of just do their thing and be like, "Listen, son," yeah. kind of you know, you're you're telling them what to do, yeah. and they're kind of just on their own. They're not chitty chatty. They're, they're not really chatty. chatty. Just, you know. Did you ever hurt anybody? No, I, I wasn't there long enough to hurt anybody. <laughs> you know, mentally. Well, ideally, I was there. You know, ideally, but. That doesn't even make sense. No. Was there for about almost a, an entire month. That was it. I got through there. And then it was they wanted me to cut my hair because they realized. Oh, so you left because of the haircut thing? Because, yeah, because they found out that I was not Jewish. Oh, okay. And that I had long hair. And at that <coughs> time, that wasn't accepted. That's hilarious. And you were like, yeah. no way, I'm going to have long hair forever, yeah. man. Okay. I'm out of her. So there you are. Goodbye. So, so you're out of this thing now. I'm out of this thing. And then um still living with your brother? Still live with my brother in Hermosa Beach. Yeah. Which which brought- is a beautiful place to live when you're young by the way. And I'm assuming it was back then oh, as well. Oh yes, yeah. but it was it was um it was predominantly white America though. It was kind it's of still predominantly white you know, America. It, it was, that hasn't changed much. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you could say that. It's Hermosa was, Beach. I, you know, I guess the way I, I and I guess party. this is this is me having my white goggles on and not mm-hmm. really paying attention to that. I didn't like live down there or pay that close attention to. <laughs> but just as far as beach communities go, I really liked County Magic Club and stuff like that. I worked on that. I really mm-hmm. liked the environment down there. Unlike so many of the other beach communities, which can either be like really dirty, too touristy. Yeah, and again. No offense to any of the tourists. That's not what I'm saying. It's just that it's a different yeah. environment. Dirty tourists. But yeah, you. Are, now that I look at I'm it, you are saying, right. It's, it was all right. Hermosa Beach now is beautiful. You know, back in '95, '96, it was up and coming. It, meaning, okay, so it was so, not what I saw. No, as no, you you was, saw something different. It was dirty. It was okay. It was seedy. Did you have some drugs um, going on. Some plenty drugs. of drugs. Yeah. There was, you know, there were bars with sawdust on the ground. Oh, and, okay. you know, I love those saloon bars. doors. Yeah. So yeah. what you're saying is Sharkies changed everything. There's a Sharkies. Yes. There. Yes. Sharkies. Yes. Hermosa Beach. You guys want to go to Sharkies in Hermosa Beach? Oh my god. Yeah. Sharkies. There's a lot of them down in that area too. Sharkies is where I got my first job in uh, music. See. That's how my career changed. I didn't even know that, but... Then but you again, assume that every third restaurant is a shark. Is a shark. Well, it, beach, so. it probably is, which is why it ended up happening there How did you... Him. You got your... What you said? Your, your My first gig as... So, going from uh, physical therapy, I ended up working in, in music as a guitar tech. Okay. Um, okay, so how did that happen, though? I was playing pool at Sharky's. Look at that. Doing a little uh, illegal narcotics in the bathroom. Yeah. And the guy Weird. sitting next to me in the stall, sitting, not sitting next to me, <laughs> pissing next to me. I look over and it's Don Dockin. Yes. Okay, from the band. Yes. From the band Dockin. Who, uh, okay, thanks for clearing that Doug, part. Uh, Don Dockin. If, if, if you didn't know that. No. A different band. Not Dockin, <laughs> yes. but a different from the, band. From the Dons. From, from the, from the Dons. Don Dockin from the Donnas. <laughs> He, he notices that I'm cutting something out on the table, and um, he kind of asks if he kind can have Now, a this is you. You were making a dress for yes. your girlfriend. Okay. Yes. yes. Trimming. Um, so making a dress. We, we, He's cutting, cutting. Yeah. We shared, Never mind. Never we, mind. Shared a, a, we shared a straw over a drink. and um, <laughs> Oh, my God. You and Don Dockin. Was he wearing leather pants that fit like sweats? He was wearing <laughs> everything that I thought he was wearing in 1980. Yeah. <laughs> a, a long leather like trench coat. Like. Um, and then I, I proceeded to walk out back into the, uh, the pool hall, and the entire band is sitting at the bar. Is this back when George Lynch was still with him? This is... This is right as George Lynch and him are, you know, in, starting, to, starting fight. to fight. Yeah, um, and it turns out that they're there by themselves, and we start talking guitars. And one of them had a gig at a uh, 
I forget the name of the club at that time. Um, but something down there. Something That's down, why they yeah. were down there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, St. Rock? What? You know, it used to be the blues. There's a blues bar there. Okay. Um, there's a blues club there that's still there. They were playing there, and they needed someone to come in and be the guitar tech. And I said, I do it. Like yeah. on the fly like on that. On the fly that's like hilarious. that. Like that night, they're going over. and, and you, next Did they you know, even, you just said you did it. I just they, did a line had, of cocaine with the guy and told him that, that I that was That was your audition. <laughs> that was, yeah. Yeah. And, and that was. You didn't do any air guitar and say, like, watch yeah. this. <laughs> no, because I don't know. Why would you have to do that? Well, it's better than doing a line of coke and saying, I'm a guitar tech. But I guess it is. not. It is rock and roll, though. So I shouldn't be that surprised. Like, yeah. Here's our new guitar tech, guys. Yeah, this guy has blow. Let's take He's coming out. He's coming out. With this, like, all right, Cafe Boogaloo. That was the name of Cafe the place. Boogaloo. Oh. So that's awesome. Sound that's your real. first gig. That's my first gig. As so a tech. blow to doc. So some dock and blow to Cafe Boogaloo. To um, did you actually do it right though? Were you a good guitar I, tech? Here's that the night? thing: I didn't have to do anything. Like literally, <laughs> he I was just, like my stuff set up. Just it, stand the stuff here. was all ready to go. You know, and it's not like they changed. Did you get paid? Did, what, so how did what? So I, looking back on it. Probably like fifty bucks. Oh, you see, did get paid. I no, just think yeah. it'd be funny if they're like, "Thanks, man." Yeah, yeah no. you're like, "No, thank you." Wait, no. but you didn't go on the road with him, did I you? I didn't go on the road. No, because it was literally just a one-off. Like, hey, what are you guys doing? We're playing next door. I think I kind of like, you know, not suck my way into the but gig, you, but was just like, "Do you guys need help? Do you guys need this? What do you, you need?" You, 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 you cut with out, your you hair, know. with your with your with, still your beautiful hair. Still your beautiful locks. Oh man, hair. they were probably yeah, like, everything. "Who is this sweet, sweet yeah. locks dude?" From there, um, I, worked, I worked at a place called Moose McGillicuddy's, which yeah. still exists. Exist That's down there the as well, right? That's a bar in, in that little strip there? In Redondo, in yeah. that little strip oh, there. Okay. Oh, Redondo. Yeah. Um, that was my first gig. My brother had worked there, and he was their DJ. So um, wait a minute. So you guitar text once. Once. And that was it. That was it. Once for docking. Yeah. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is like it didn't it didn't translate into no, anything. No, this was just a one-off. All right. Was, and then so here you are. You're, so you're back into the food or the, the, the liquor service business. Yeah. So I go. Okay. So my brother's working as a DJ. Um, there's this one night there. It's a rock night. Um, and I start to do the setup for him. Okay. You know, um, but it was an all-star. When you say setup, just like plugging setting, in all the crap. Setting up or, the bands, just yeah. like this. Plugging in the mics, mic in the toms, mic in the guitars. Okay. Um, but it turns out it's, you know, um, what, 96, 97? It's, it's kind of the uh, all-80s hair bands are dead. Okay. Except in Southern California. Yeah, where they still roll so, through places like you, Hermosa Beach. Yeah. <laughs> so you're getting, you know, you're getting the drummer from uh, Rat with the singer from the Bullet Boys, with this and that. And it, and for me, this is heaven. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. For you, you're like so loving this. Yeah. I am like, I cannot, I've cannot. i lived my dream. You're you know, seeing them for free. I've, I've it's made like, it. Yeah. I'm working for them. They're coming to me. Can you yeah. turn up this level? Can you turn off that? Um, and I did that for about three or four years. Okay, so that one stuck for a while. Yeah, so you did great. that. That was, you know, that was kind of the return of, you know, 80s hair you know, music. For in, Southern California. Yep. Yeah, because um, everywhere else it was like, hey, have you heard this Nirvana record? But yeah. how did you end up leaving that and go, why did, how did you end up in production for a second? And then... Uh, looking for, this is even funnier, looking for gigs, you know, um, looking for, just looking for more pay, you know? I was okay. working twice a week, getting maybe, you know, 200 bucks a week. Um Got a job as a uh, my brother. He had a bunch of friends out here. One of them, kind of um, Big Red. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, we call him Big Red. He's about three hundred pounds from from New York City. He's not three hundred um, pounds. No, but he was huge. He's a big. I'm guy. sorry. Is Ryan keeping you up? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry John, John knows all these stories already. No. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't have given him the comfortable chair, dude. Yeah. I should have given him the uncomfortable one. Okay. Um, got a job as a PA, just searching through uh, back that LA. That's Weekly. production assistant. Yeah. Yeah. And my first job was working for Playboy Television. Of course, sure. I think of, that's a lot of people's first of job. Of course yeah. it was, but especially Ryan. Like if yeah. you know Ryan, like it's of course that was his first production job. It fit. It I'm made, surprised it was only Playboy. My first day was to hold a giant e fan 
on stage, okay, while the actress performed. And in between takes, I turned on the fan, and she came over, and I, you know, blue dry her. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so for the first day of my job in television, I have a girl butt naked in front of me. Sure. And makes I'm, sense. I'm like, fanning her down while she's talking to me about, like, stock quotes and trying to tell me about how to, you know, save money. And she's talking about stock quotes, yeah. but you're, and you're also making double the... Uh, Oh, yeah. Amount you were making. Oh, yeah. I've been making, you know, 150, 175 a day. Yeah. You know, um, and then I realized this is where I want to be. Well, yeah. in front of a naked girl all the time? Well, that would make sense. But... Or, or television. Uh, okay. You know what all I mean? right. Yeah. How, how do you you know they're not always naked in TV. You eventually learn that, right? I didn't learn that. Oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> still hasn't no, learned no, it. No, they they've always been naked for <laughs> me. Like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I ended up working at Playboy for a couple of years. A couple of years, yeah. and, but you were still doing the other gig at the same yes. time. So you kind of were like just, had, wherever you could get the money. Exactly. Okay. Um, and then from so the, this is pretty good. You're work. You're like naked chicks during the day. Yep. Your then, favorite rock bands at night. Yep. <laughs> Which also brings in the chicks, huh? Which brings then in. you have the pad down there, yep. so you're rocking that. So that you still you, on my brother's couch. You found out bungalow. that the naked the naked girls still like the hair bands like you did. Is that what, so? You yeah. kind of use that as an angle, like hey, yeah. come on down and yeah, you would do that. Of course, right. of course, you know. Um, you're living the lifestyle, man. Yeah, I mean, if you call it the lifestyle. Yeah, well, dude. You know, we're I do. I do. We're I, definitely I, calling it that. I've moved to a shack in the back of my house. Yeah, he's in a knickknack so shack, I, I bro. <laughs> I, I've, I've been there. I've been, so at that time, I can We're take, in the Tavern of Justice. I have, enough money, I have enough money to From move From a great out. movie I made. Oh, I Continue. Oh, sorry. Sorry, wait. Side, sidebar. It, yeah, sidebar. We Continue. All right. Yeah, no. All right. So... So, so, from, so from there, you know, production work picks up more for me um, in TV than it does, you know, working at the bar. Right. Um, so I decided to move up to um, Hollywood. Um, this is when now? We're in the 2000s now? Or you're, no? We're in about, yeah, we're in about 1999, 2000. Okay. Um, this is right before the meeting of John Huck. Yes. Yes. So I move up to um, Canyon Lane, which is... Um, where the 101 and that church meet where they have... Um, 101 on Hollywood Boulevard meet. Um, which is the oh right yeah. right 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 yeah. okay. there's okay. a new fire station there now there used to be um, that pool hall it's over by the uh, oh 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 and it's right next to the Church of Scientology it, it, on okay. Franklin yeah yeah, yeah it used road. to be that that pool hall used to be Hollywood billiards Hollywood billiards oh, is, oh yeah. right yeah 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 when I'm exactly. sure you've been to like a rap party there the, no or, I've or, been to they, there was a guy who used to run comedy shows there yeah. and they thought yeah. they, they thought if you put a curtain up you'll never hear the pool on the other side of the curtain oh. it would never disrupt all talking. you hear is the pool. <laughs> All you hear is the pool. I used to watch football there. I would get, we would go there at nine o'clock in the morning and stay until five in the afternoon and just be. The guy would have to come over and tell me, my brother's like, I love that you guys come here and spend all your money, but man, you guys cannot stand on your stools and slam your feet on the bar anymore. It's too distracting. And I was like, Is that why you don't watch football anymore? That's why, because that guy turned me off right there. No, no, no. But um, yeah, so I mean, we used to go there. I broke my very first cell phone the day I got it at that place. Like, we, we used to go there all the time. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. So, you so, lived over there. So, cut to I moved there. Next yeah. to Tommy's. Next to Tommy's. Exactly. <laughs> um, worked uh, Playboy for a couple of years. And then uh, from there, just kind of evolved into uh, other TV gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, then, along with my brother's friends, one of them, uh, Chris Cowan, develops a show, Temptation Island. And he's looking for people to travel the country and find a cast, you know, cast for him. Cast chicks and dudes. So all of a sudden, you're a casting director for yeah, Temptation Island. Pretty much. That's it, it's like, from just being a PA. Be, oh, I suppose it's that whole like, who do you know? Like somebody was, says, "Hey, I need your help," and you go find. Yes. Him. And and this guy knew him enough to know what his skills were, and like 
put can, a perfect set of skills to work. Like, can you go to a bar? Can you talk to chicks? Can you see if they want to be on a TV show? Which sounds stupid. You see, it sounds like oh, any any dude would be like, oh yeah, no, dude, I want to do, I want to talk to chicks, I want to go to a bar, I want. But I'm telling you, it is not like when you like it's a fucking art form with people like him, and it's a thing that, and, and I think I'm eff- not good at it. It's effortless. It's effortless <laughs> though. It's effortless though. It seems effortless, but for a guy like me, it would be so much work. Like. Trust me, I'm not trying to rape you. I want to talk to you about a show. Like <laughs> You're never going to get hired just, for that job. Exactly, Sorry. dude. Exactly what I'm saying. So that's why I'm saying when, when you say that out loud, people are like, "What? who's this dipshit? Anybody can do that. <laughs> yeah. But it's not that fucking simple. It's just not. So you d- so how much traveling did you do? And where were you were, when you say you were going places, like where did like, you? Like we would do, say, five cities. You'd pick okay. you know, Dallas, Boston, uh, Minnesota, of all places, was a great place. Yeah. Seattle. Nope. You know, yeah. Florida. Blondes. There was all blondes in Minnesota. So Blonde, blue-eyed Vikings. Vikings, yeah. 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 And they're drop-dead gorgeous. Yeah. It's amazing, you know? Um, hmm. Why, yeah, I totally. <laughs> hey, Kath, yeah. Barb. How yeah. is everybody? And, and that was the weird thing, because back then, um, you didn't go, although we would go to Boston, it was, you always stayed away from the East Coast because of, they always said it was the ugliest, ugliest people and the worst accents in the industry. <laughs> Yeah, well, for you know, TV, for, for TV, TV, like, oh my God, Sally, we're right. going to be now on a dating show. Now with all that stuff flooded. on TV. You would stay because, away now, because now you want to see the idiots yeah. and the toothless yeah. and the angry and yeah. the stupid and the, you know. So so I did that for... Um, were you loving it? I, yeah, I was. Best city? Best city, most success. Like, where you're like, I, I love, this is, okay, I like this city. This is going well. I'm, I'm enjoying this. Um, Atlanta? Usually Atlanta or, um, Atlanta or Dallas. Okay. You know, Dallas, because it was more of a... Dallas, the girls come up to you and, and, and pick and, you up. And they, the, but was it also the like where were they most receptive for people saying we're looking for stuff for TV? Florida, okay. Florida. They were just anything oh, to get man. me out of here, please yeah. help yeah. us, help us. You know, <laughs> help um, my family get us F- out. Florida was great. Again, Atlanta at that time was great. Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta. Atlanta. He's from Boston, everybody. Yeah. Um, and then depending on you know, um, depending on the show, like I went from Temptation Island to all of the first six Bachelors. Okay. Okay, so by by the time Bachelor number two came out, it was everybody in the country wanted to be on it. Yeah, okay. so it was very easy at that so point. You, you had a business up your card. Mouth, it kind of you had sold a business itself, card, like, and it was like boom. Let's I could go. now call you know call a news department in a certain city, and they'd set up an audition that they wanted to film at a restaurant. Blah blah blah. Okay, so it would just be you know me now that would show up there. But they're say Minnesota. We did Mall of America for the Bachelorette. I had 600 people waiting in a line to but, come in. But when you first started this job, you were literally just, you'd find out where the hottest bars were or clubs, yeah. and you would explain to them, listen, I'm coming looking for these people, or you would say yeah. nothing, you would no, just they, show up and... No, I would, you know, I would speak to the bar the bar manager. Or in advance. Owner. In advance, yeah. But I'm assuming, so they're picking up the phone and they're, calling their friends and right. stuff, so you're getting something exactly. when you or show they, up hey, there. Or they, hey, I got a girl, even, yeah. I got a girl who'd be perfect for this. Okay. You know, they'd send you a picture, and... I'd fly to some city just to see one person. But it's interesting to me. I would have just thought that they would have just done video submissions and, yeah. and headshots and just, not headshots, but your pictures, whatever, sure. just send it in. I didn't realize that you were that that ground level, you were that you no, were doing it, that it kind was, of stuff. It was hit the streets at first. But that was very know? early on for stuff I mean, like this. You know? the only, I, I, okay. The only other, um, I would say the only other reality TV show at that time was... What was it before we did Temptation Island? Well, there was like, you know, to marry, who wants to marry a millionaire or whatever. I mean, I want to say it was like one of the first, you know, first handful of shows. Okay. Yeah, the, it know? was it was right there at the beginning of that reality Survivor where Survivor like, 1, maybe? Not Survivor even, hadn't even... Hadn't even started. Hadn't even started. It was coming out because when we... 
No, maybe it had just aired because when we went to Costa Rica, I dropped people off at, at the runway and they were going to wherever season two was. Right. Okay. So Survivor One had just happened. And Temptation, this was the first Temptation Island had happened. Uh, and I remember watching it and going, that looks like complete garbage. I would never yeah. work on a show like that because I thought at the time everyone in Hollywood gets to pick and choose what they want to work on. Meaning, like, if I don't like something, I don't have to work on and it. this cut to, this is when I first meet John Huck. Yeah, and this is, yeah, so they're cut to me answering phones in the office for Temptation Island 2 as a PA. And, like, the, the first thing the guy tells me when he hires me is, you're not, going to, you're not going to the island. And I was like, okay. Wait, you hired him? No. No. The, this, this other guy hired me, and it was like, it, it, I was, like, told right away I wasn't going to the island. So I was like, all right, so I just was going to hang around the office, answer phones, and do whatever they needed me to do, get you're high collecting at lunch. a paycheck, yeah. Yeah, so... One day I'm like sitting there answering phones and this dude pops out of it, pops his head out of uh, his office and kind of starts milling around by the front desk or whatever, which is just a table set up by the door. And he was like, Hey, what'd you do this weekend? I was like, Oh, you know, I went out, went to Cat and Fiddle. And he was like, What? I was at Cat and Fiddle. When were you there? And I was like, Friday at like this time or whatever. He's like, Oh, Jesus, dude, I came like 20 minutes after you. And I was like, Oh. And then something else happened where like he had been somewhere or I just was. And I was like, Oh. Okay, so then like when and then he all his friends on the show when we were planning and gearing up because eventually they're like, hey, you're coming with us to Costa Rica because obviously I'm invaluable. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, awesome. And then all his friends, he was like, all right, so we're all going to party. And they were all like, yeah, we're going to party. And then we all get there and they're like, well, we're going to go to bed or whatever. And he's like, dude, I want to party. I'm like, I'll party with you. And he's like, but I like to party. I'm like, I like to party. And then we like to party together for about five <laughs> years. <laughs> Even after we came back from Costa Rica, it was like like two years after we came back, I was like, do you realize we're still living like yeah. we're there, right? Like we're still <laughs> behaving in a way like our sleep schedule is still on par for like working 18 hours, sleeping an hour, getting up. Like we, all we did, and when the first night we went out, we stayed out all night. We get annihilated and we go to breakfast the next morning, which is like in this, like it's a nice, beautiful, like we're in Costa Rica in the jungle, whatever. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like crusty. I can't see. You know what I mean? Like I look like shit. My hair is messy. And this girl is sitting there and she goes, Megan. And she goes, hey, did you guys go out together last night? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, then why do you look like that? And he's like sitting there eating a yogurt. Like, <laughs> and then he goes, and you look like that. And I'm like, what? Uh, it was like, a, I was a toad. And I was like, I have no idea, but like I've never worn it well. And, and he's always been able so to you pull got it the, off. So you got the party gene. Yeah. yeah. Meaning yeah. that it doesn't affect you the way well, it affects other people. I mean, not to say that. Back then, maybe. Yeah. I mean, well, look, okay. look wise, he just never looked it, you know? Hey, look at it. If you watch John and I go out on a single night, you could see who consumes more than the other. Oh, that's true. And I also also get he, leagues drunker. Yeah. Like, I've, like, I've hung around Triple Fist over beer, here. I, if there's free beer, it is gone. I learned one night, I think it was, this is actually Rainbow Room. So we, it's at, that night, it was actually, same it was night? the night, it was the same night. Because they were giving of, us buckets when we met Vince yeah, Neal. Yeah, so, so it was the Vince Neal night, right? So, so. Well, to set this up, Ryan ended up getting a job for Vince Neal, working with him, managing him on the road, and was nice enough to uh, invite it was us. A, they were performing that they week were getting at, Suns, at the like Sunset, Sunset Festival. Strip, yeah. The Sunset Music Strip, and they were getting a Lifetime Achievement Award. That's what it was, okay. Yeah, and so, yeah, so there's some private the party somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> you weren't here for this part. So, um, actually, no, you were for a little bit, because we eventually we moved over to the Rainbow Room, if you remember that. Yeah. So we moved over to the Rainbow Room. I think eventually you kind of moved on with your life, or you went on to do whatever you were doing, and it was, it was still John and I, maybe Eddie, I can't remember who was with us at that time maybe at the helping. Rainbow Room. Helping. helping yeah. That's yeah. who was helping. So, um, 
we go to get John's like, you want to get some drinks? I'm like, yeah, let's get some drinks. It was pretty packed there, whatever. He walks away, comes back with four beers in his hand. Now, I'd never seen this before. So I was like, oh, he got us all beers. And he's like, no, no, I didn't get you guys any. And I kept staring, thinking he was fucking with me. Like, yeah, but you got... You literally, you know, you don't have to hold, you know, when you got four beers, oh, you yeah. have to have like the claw, the, the, the claw paws yep. to hold on to them. And I'm like, no, seriously, dude. He's like, no, man, these are mine. You guys want beers. And, and, I, and Halpin apparently had already been around him. He so knew. he was aware that he was not, he was, he was not Dead messing serious. around. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, all right, so we go get some beers. And I just watched him just go, and he was down to one because he didn't feel like I don't like holding them all. I just don't like going back to the bar. Just that was the first time I've ever seen the collector where he just goes up and orders as much as it can fit in his hands. Uh, I'll say this. So uh, I'm I'm aware. I don't do that anymore. No, no, no. No. But that's the thing. I I know what he's talking about because I witnessed it. And yeah. that was the night. Who was the guy you kept patting on the back going, good stuff, man. Love your stuff. Oh, no. Um, One time, Sebastian Bach walked by, <laughs> and I go, big fan, dude. And because Sean always made fun of me for saying, he's like, big fan. I get it. You're but a big the fan. Way, the and then way, I was like, oh. I was like, I was like, really big. All right. And, and then, then he just faced the other nothing. way. And that's okay. I mean, it's not like he's no, a no, super all-around awesome dude Th- that everyone was, loves. This was the night I was on stage, and you were texting me to see if I can get you backstage? No, we go. He no, goes, this, so then, no, this would have been, because I don't think this any of this had happened. This is a couple nights before yeah, that was, yeah. so then Motley Crue actually plays so he gets me and helping in, into the Sunset Music Show we get the we get the free tickets so we're in there we're like awesome we're going into bars we're hanging out we're having a good time <clears throat> hanging out at the beer tent and the show starts and we're like right up in this VIP area we're like kind of behind the stage whatever so Motley Crue's playing or no no a Motley Crue's it's in between shows so somebody just played and Motley Crue's about to play so we go and walk to go see somebody else uh-huh. and then we come back we can't get to the VIP area so I'm like I text him I'm like hey dude they're not letting us in the VIP area and then I notice that he's on stage like wrangling cable <laughs> yeah. doing all this work and then I see him his phone's buzzing he picks up his phone he looks at it he goes <laughs> puts it back in his pocket and I was like I was like oh yeah he's probably fucking busy and like I, later on he's like you pick the, the only I literally do nothing for 12 hours and then I have an hour of super <laughs> super busy work right. and that's when you start harassing me right. I was like I don't know <laughs> so awesome. let's take a step back for a second because obviously we've now alluded to you know somebody that you've worked for so when did all this start happening so you do the temptation uh, you're partying with John but eventually you move on to like a more specialized career well we yeah. we, went, we went to we worked on Jamie Kennedy together and then he left Jamie Kennedy to work on Kirby Enthusiasm which I think is pretty interesting yeah. what are you doing on that Honestly, yeah, I was Larry David Standard. Uh, okay, because I was the only one. Because you had lost your hair I was at the only this bald point. Guy. Yeah, I, when I, I met it. him, he was bald. By the yeah. way, when you, when you said you were the only bald guy on set, but that's not an issue. What you were brought in for? You were doing something no, else, uh, and they're uh, like, uh, "Bald guy over here now." So the producers of Jamie Kennedy mm-hmm. left Jamie Kennedy to go produce uh, Tim Kirby, Gibbons, Kirby and Three. Uh, uh, okay, Tim Gibbons. okay, and Aaron O'Malley uh, is now directing The Grinder. Is she really? Yeah, she's doing really well. So me kind of taking the opportunity. Um, one of them had asked me if I wanted to go. And it was, do I want to stay here or do I want to go? Um, I chose, like, you know, sure. Hey, let's we, go. Let's go check out the mix show. Mix it Kirby up. Enthusiasm. Which allowed me to take the key PA job at Jamie Kennedy, which led me to Punk, which then I ended up got to hire him back so, on later on. So I'm responsible for John Huck's career. Part okay, of it, good. A good um, chunk of it, yeah. So went to Curb, did Curb um, for a couple seasons, and then got a call to cast for this TV show, The Bachelor. Okay. Uh, and at that point, it was, am I making more money here or making more money here? You know? So, um. I chose the Bachelor route, went that um, for about four or five seasons, left the Bachelor to go, uh, um, it was another TV show. Eventually, it led me to to Punked, uh, to punked right, with, with, with John hired me back. Um, 
And then from there, it was just networking and worked my way into into this job with uh, with Motley Crue. So that was the first real like personal assistant uh, type of. No, you did help me out here. Warrant. Oh, help yeah, me sorry. out here. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Oh, memories. Oh, it, it is. Punk, he worked at Schechter Guitars for a little while. I worked at a car company, and then I got a job as a tour manager for Girls Gone Wild. Oh, I yeah. Wait, what? about that. Let me yes. forget about this. That's well, yeah, stuff. I can understand you forget a few things, because yes. you've done, I mean, even though you've only been under 21 years, you've done about 78 years yeah. worth of stuff. Yeah, so. for sure. I, I did. So, so, yes, okay, looking for a job, I answered an ad for um, a a rolling television show looking for a tour manager. Um, answer the ad, and it's Girls Gone Wild. Okay, Coming to find out, the guy that put the ad in used to be the um, president of Playboy, who now runs Girls Gone Wild. Somebody that you had worked with. Somebody before. that I had worked with. I go to do the interview, and he says, are you capable of going on the road with two camera guys and a bus driver from city to city, casting girls to be on a TV show? <laughs> Again, a perfect. set of skills that like... Perfect. <clears throat> he's like you the know, Liam Neeson for this Temptation job. Temptation Island. I did The Bachelor. That's what <clears throat> I did. I flew to cities and I, I auditioned people. Perfect. Here you go. Can you leave this weekend? I left that weekend. Was on the road for about a year. So and, when you said... What do you... You're not... Ca- I mean, casting those. Yeah, you're, you're filming it there and you're done with them, we're right? We're showing up at a club that's already announced, hey, the Girls Going Wild is going to be here. They're doing all the marketing. They're doing all the, you know... They're doing all the radio stuff that they have to. We show up with the bus. We park the bus out front um, at about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. We go to sleep in hotel rooms. We come back about 10, at about 10 o'clock. I go in the bar. I get our rider, which is a bottle of Jaeger, a bottle of vodka, a bottle of tequila, a bunch of ice for the bus, some drinks, some cups. Me and the three dudes sit in the bus, get hammered. At about 11, 11.30, they run into the bar for about an hour, hour and a half with their cameras on. And they start filming, and then... <laughs> Handing out tank tops, and then, oh. Everyone you? has sex on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, so let me ask you a question. I mean, obviously, it's, it's they don't exist anymore. I mean, it's not what it once was. It, no, I think they had too can't. many lawsuits. Whatever. They can't, yeah. But, I mean, you at that time, were you um, were you aware of, like, all the, the problems that were attached? Oh. Or was this early on oh. where that stuff had not really reared its ugly head no, yet? No, the day I was hired was the day that actually Joe Francis um, put himself in prison in uh in Vegas, okay, to avoid um, being sent to Florida. So, were, were you concerned at, at all? I don't want to be. I, mean, I was. I don't want to be dad, I but know, I'm just curious. Were going. you concerned at all that this could be? This could really affect you. Yeah, like it's fun and all, yeah. but holy shit! It was. You know what? This the, could. The way it was laid out to me, it seemed like you know everything was fine. I, okay, you know, we couldn't get in trouble. Oh, you know, once we, you got out there, we were protected. Okay, you know, um, <clears throat> because we weren't really doing anything wrong. You know. Um, I was responsible for checking IDs, you know, okay. making sure the person who was who they were. Okay, you know, did not. Did you? But so we, I guess the, my question is, you did take that I, part oh, seriously because yeah. oh, you yeah. realized that at some point, you know, shit, it could just be uh, you, right? You, you have know, to think yeah. about that. As fun as it is, right? Well, in the in the end, that's how I found out. Put it this way. Okay. You know, the the, the way that job ended was me being face down on the pavement in uh, in uh, Arizona. What do you mean? Meaning this one per- one girl that came on the bus was being filmed. Okay. So ideally, you go in the club and um, the guys run around and they try and find hot, look- hot looking chicks. And when you say in the club, at that point, you're under the assumption because it's 21 and over. Oh yeah, that they're 21 and over 21 to and start, over. just to yeah. start. Okay. So the, you know the guys with the cameras, they'll go in the club and start filming the party that's going on, and, okay. ev- and eventually their job is to pull a girl from the club back to the bus to film. You know, 
Right, doing their scene. thing, doing you know, their thing. Uh, yeah. We've all seen one of the videos. Yeah, yep. yep. um, no, I mean, no. no. If, even if you've just seen the ads that they ran, at, close enough. Yeah, at that point, or it's the my great job. Saturday Night Live skit about it. Continue. At that point, I check their ID, make sure they're okay. You know, and then let them go to the back room. You know, so they can get some booty shorts. Right. Um, so, say you have the one hut friend, you film her. You won't, you won't let the ugly friend on the bus. That girl get that girl gets mad. Yeah, she decides she's gonna go and claim that she was raped, but they raped took advantage me. of her. So next thing you know, we're in Arizona, and the doors are being pulled over by the police department, saying, "You know, you guys are all under arrest, and we're thrown face down on the ground." The hence the face down on the ground thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, and next thing you know, we're in a lineup with this girl sitting in her car in the police car, trying to point out which person it is that raped her. Um, we're all standing there scared shitless. Because yeah. Because all she has to do is point with one of you and be like... I call back to the office to let them know what's going on, and I'm told, you guys are on your own. Sorry, we can't help you. There we go. And there it is. Hence, from that day on, it was the last day I worked for Girls Going Wild. Yeah, hell yeah. Because um, we shouldn't have been doing that in the first place, is what I'm told. And I just said, wait, this is... That's what the show is. This is kind of what you guys want us to do, you know? Um, they just distanced themselves they, from you completely exactly. after sending you out to do what you do. Sending you out to do what it's you all good, man. Just do it, you know. Yep. But yep. here's the thing. I want to. I want to. I want to point one thing out because it does. It, it's in hindsight, a lot of that stuff. You're like, fuck yeah, okay, I get mm. it. I totally understand that. But I did this show in the early 2000s Guy's for MTV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ! I showed my men breasts so many times. Uh, um, uh. Yeah, exactly. If, if you saw them. They fall to the sides when I go down. All right, come All right, so, on, <laughs> Jesus. But, <laughs> but um, I I did this show for MTV um, called Kicking It Old School. It was it was a reality version of the movie Old School when it came out, and this would have been after many many years after Girls Gone Wild had been pretty much in the psyche of of, of America, right? And that show had absolutely nothing to do with that style of behavior, right? But we would go places, and the cameras would be there following us around, right? So we were the guys, you know, I was the Will Ferrell character, if you will. And you got cameras following you. It was like the minute that camera guy's light went on, shirts came off. Hey. Like, it was the weird. And I was just like, because for me at that point, I think I was like 31 or something like that. It just was not part of my culture. Like, that was, it was like this new culture then. It was just everywhere we went a camera light comes see on the camera they show a their shirt tits. comes yeah. off and i was just like wow i know we weren't even asking they were no, just so doing it you started carrying around two cameras at that a time was, uh, it's a it can be very dangerous i guess it, what i'm saying it, it was dangerous okay yeah you know, it was uh look at i was what 31 32 probably you know seeing uh <laughs> seeing a naked girl probably under the age of 25 every single night yeah you know and and if not one two three four on a bus in the middle of nowhere, you know, that's where you realize it's the same thing in every city. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know, you could be in a, we're, we're at a, a car race in Knoxville, Tennessee, you know, watching NASCAR and you get 10 girls on the bus, butt naked, you know, dancing for a t-shirt and a thong. Same. Isn't that weird? Did you ever think to yourself oh, every, like, it's every night. <laughs> it's like, just for t-shirts? You're doing, not for the t-shirt. The t-shirt is what got them on the bus. They wanted the underwear that was it a booty so. shorts. what do i gotta do well, to get the booty like, that, that was the one thing it's like again we're all dudes and we go yay i want to see naked but then when you actually remove yourself and you go yeah, you remove that part of it like much, you're yeah. you're like oh i got a boner kind of thing you remove that from the equation sad, you have to just weird. say to yourself like why yeah. why is this all happening yeah you know that's when i realized someday i'm gonna have twin daughters yeah dude you know? you're fu- dude i was gonna say my brother's having a daughter 
Is he really? Yeah. So he was a bad yeah. man? I don't understand no, what you're no, saying. No, my brother wasn't a bad man. <laughs> I did see him make an announcement, I think, on the... I right? reposted it, yeah. yeah wow. It was, yeah, okay. How long has that been? Uh, well, they just told, they just started telling people. Okay. Just yeah. not you. Right. So John no, just told You're not on social media. Oh, you don't have to them. get defensive. He's okay. He's okay. John defends me. It's a weird thing to be bringing up in the middle of this conversation. Yeah, it is. Well, that's what I'm saying. Now you think like... Now you watch that, you're like, oh, it could be my niece someday. Like, no. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm kind of glad that whole thing is gone. I mean, it was yeah. it was eventually going to go away anyway. The internet just crushes everything. Oh, so, but, it all. But here, here. But for all the better, as far as I'm concerned. Um. All right. Now we'll do a quick... quick uh, Fast forward. So yeah. So, so for, anyway, so, so you're doing this, and you get out of this thing. Get out of Girls Gone Wild. Um, enter another. Uh, answer another Craigslist ad for somebody saying uh, it's kind of like famous band needs a tour manager um, for you know on Craigslist. For, um, I'm telling is, you, baby. Craigslist, well, no, Craigslist uh, babysitters, Craigslist. tour turns managers. Out, turns out I answer it. You know, I say, hey, you know, I've been a guitar tech. I've been a tour manager for Girls Gone Wild. You know, the guy calls me back. He says, well, um, you know. Send me your resume. Um, I won't tell you who the name of the band is, but you know we'll, we'll read over your stuff and we'll get back to you. But I well, found a secret down in Uncle Tom's cabin. Yeah, so you put the guy put his real name. It was so and so at you know sbcglobal.com. Right. And you know, <laughs> and you're like, well, I know I'm, who you are. Let me just Google the name and Google his name, and all of a sudden it pops up the band warrant. And I was like, dude, it's fucking Cherry Pie, fucking Uncle Tom's cabin. Like, yes, I love this. You know, where the down boys go, um, everybody end up <clears throat> end up getting the gig. And I'm on the road with them for you know five to six years, and this is uh, mid early 2000s, um, kind of that 80s hair band is starting to come back. But they're doing, yeah, they're doing like the county fairs and then some like smaller right. venues and like playing like smaller towns. Right. We're and, playing the uh, Canyon Club, you know, in in a right with like Rat and other yeah. and another band. Like they'll they'll package them together and they'll yep. be out on the road. But the pe- people will come to see it and oh, will yeah. put on a good show. I mean. See? My biggest fan right there. You know? <laughs> Loved it. Um, I lo- and, when you and, got that job, I was like, I was like, this is the beginning of something pretty. And that fucking- was, you know, that was when I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't really have to. I mean, although money is good, I don't really have to get paid a lot because I love this gig. You know True, what I mean? but okay. But when you become the the, the difference is, uh, you know, when you're a production assistant, they oh, talk yeah. about how like uh, you know you got to do some of the crappy stuff. When you're a personal assistant. That there are there's is as cool as it could be. It is there's like some shitty days. I mean, you're it's, well, it's, well, well. After Warren, it got worse and worse. Yeah, I it, mean, it's, Warren was more of a um. It was the band, the five band members, and then myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was traveling. Um, I was the guitar tech. I was the bass tech. I was the drum tech. I was the front of house guy. You know, I did everything. But weren't you the like when there was a problem guy, solve yeah. the problem guy? Like, yeah, sure, was, we got two cases of booze. Somebody fucking... gets a little whiny. You're the oh, guy yeah. that's got to hear the whiny guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. someone means... wants to be mad at somebody. They don't want to be mad at the drummer. They want to be mad at you, guys. Of course. Yeah. yeah, and that was more. I'd say that was more of like a, P, a production assistant job for what eventually led me to being a personal assistant for you know, say the star. Okay, you know, um, so from Warrant to traveling, doing all these uh, concerts with other bands. Um, uh, somebody noticed, you know, that I guess I was good at what I did, and asked me if I could take over for them, um, being uh, Vince Neil's personal assistant. Okay, of um, Motley Crue. Of Motley Crue. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for the clarification. Yeah. yeah. So um, You're welcome. That's what I did, and that's where I learned about kind of the stuff you were just talking about. Now, was this? So. Uh, he had a sex tape out too at some point, didn't oh, he? I can't, I'm, I'm, he? Am I correct on yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. But was he, that before or after you? That was before me. Before, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Before Ryan's sex tape? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, before Ryan's sex tape. Before I had sex with him. <laughs> well, just meaning whether or not you had to help clean up that mess or <laughs> no, deal with There was with no mess. Crap. He released that on purpose after yeah. Tommy Lee's got I don't a remember huge, it. Yeah. 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 Is that what it was? Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> One of the funniest things that I don't know if you remember this, but when we were talking about, we went to the Mondrian and Vince Neil was sitting there and Ryan was next to him. And it was the first time, <clears throat> like Ryan had, 
<clears throat> he'd worked with him. I think I'd seen you on stage, bring him the guitar once at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, at, my at first the night. Greek. Yeah. So we, we'd seen that, but I'd never seen them interact together. I'd never really met Vince Neil except for one time in Vegas on Jamie Kennedy, and he wanted to do shots with me at like nine in the morning. I was like, dude, I, I got to go. But uh, so we walk in, and Vince is like, hey, oh, yeah, you're the comedian, because he'd obviously told him, you know, and I was like, oh, yeah, Vince Neil thinks I'm a comedian. So it's great. And we all sit down, and uh, like they're bringing us buckets of that beer yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, I, there's two blonde chicks sitting next to Vince Neil, and one of them says, is Tommy Lee going to be here? And I fucking see Vince Neil look to Ryan, and Ryan doesn't even miss a beat. He puts his phone in his pocket, and he goes, okay, ladies, thank you very much. You got to go. You got to go. And they're like, wait, what? And he's like, all right, right this way. And he just walks them off, and he walks them in, and like two other chicks come in and sit down by <laughs> Vince. But I was like, what the fuck? And he goes, oh, if they ever, if anybody you, mentions anybody else in Motley Crue, they got to go. Yeah. You got to be talking about Vince, two Vince, all the time. Yeah. I mean, we traveled separately. It was, you know. <laughs> The band's going to this hotel. We're going to this hotel. Yeah. You guys are taking this route. We're taking that route. Now, was there just a riff that never got, they got over? Yeah. Or was, oh, okay. yeah. All right. So time, they, they never. When they broke up, when he left the band, they never wanted him back. Okay. But they also realized that the only chance that he had of making Motley Crue money was to be all Yeah, together. the original member. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's and, pretty typical of most bands. The original members being together is the only thing the audience is wanting. And cut to, you know, the, the other three members are sober. And Vince is still out, you know, okay. drinking, you know, drinking a bottle. Of, the one you know, guy who's killed someone in a drunk driving accident is now out, still just getting hammered. And just to be clear, this is John Hunt, John Huck talking, not me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how long did you do that for? I did that for about uh, two and a half, almost three years. Now, did did you? So, I mean, as be, a, but as a Motley Crue fan, like when yeah. when he first got that gig, he's like, if you'd have told me when I was fifteen that I could be Vince Neil's assistant on the road with Motley Crue, like that's, yeah. That's a fucking dream come true for it, a kid it, that age. It, sure. But at what age were you at the time that you took that over, though? I mean, so obviously you're a little more grounded, I'm guessing. Oh, you're yeah. not a young kid no. going, yay! <clears throat> no, no, but... This is, you know, 36. Then yeah. you get to see the reality yeah. of it all. Like, right, oh. right, right, right. You know, But I also get to see how much, you know, I call it fuck you money. How much money there is thrown into this, you know, production and how much money goes around and, you know... Um, the guy staying at you know five star hotels every night, as, as are you in oh, yeah. a different room, oh, yeah. right? I mean, you're still oh, yeah. you get to oh, that's the best part of it. You're you not know? dropping them off the five star and then going staying no. at the Motel Six. No, you're no. you have to stay close. You have to be around. Oh yeah, and, and with that comes you know four o'clock in the morning taco runs somewhere to get food in the middle of nowhere. You know, um, so there's a lot of bitch work that went into it. Yeah. You know? um, and how did you? So that's the thing. It's like you take the you take the cool part, right? And then you take some of this other stuff. How do you compartmentalize? A thing where you're doing, where you get called to go to Taco Bell at four o'clock in the morning. You're like, "Fuck, man, I'm too old to be fucking having somebody ask me to go." Like, see, how do you deal? Well, I'm just, I'm just curious. Like, how does one? You kind of suck it up. You know what I mean? Because like, there's, do you say there's way more good? Yeah. Than there is that kind of shit. Is no, that kind of how you? No, there's, 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 <laughs> there's definitely way more, way more <laughs> bullshit you have to okay. deal with. Okay. You put okay. up with all that yeah. because of the moments you get to like meet right. Slayer and hang out with Tenacious right. D and it's fucking... kind of you know exactly what he just said. Yeah. Okay. You put up with so a lot you of have your things on the wall. You're like, all right, well, I'll, if I get this, I'll yeah. put up a lot. Of bullshit. Yeah, here, here, I put. You know what? I put up with a lot. Just so every night I could sit in uh, sit in Mick Mars's guitar booth and listen right. to him and watch him play guitar oh, every right. night. Okay, you know what I mean. Like here, here's my one of my idols playing guitar, Mick Mars. Yeah, I see the guy every night and I get to listen to him. Play okay, guitar. yeah. And Fair when enough. I say hi to yeah. him, he knows who I am and he says yeah. hi back. Yeah. And then you know like, that that's the cool shit. Okay, you know. Um, and but you moved on, obviously. Moved, <clears throat> I the day I left him was um the day I left him that tour. Um, I came back to L.A. And was literally my first day of fucking being able to sleep in my apartment that I've been paying for. <laughs> That's the for, weird thing about for, you know, for two year, two and a half Forever, years, been yeah. paying for an apartment. Of and all it, the places, you pick one of the most expensive cities yeah. in the United States of America to not live. Yeah. And then um, I get a call from uh, 
I get a call from a manager of uh, an artist who's leaving the next day to go on tour. And it turns out that the uh, the person who fixes this manager's computer is also my drug dealer. Okay? And he's overhearing um, this guy talking about how they need a personal assistant for their, their, for their artist. Okay? And they're leaving tomorrow and they don't have anybody and they just fired somebody. What are they going to do? My drug dealer, their computer tech, turns to him and says, hey... I know a guy. You know, he could have just stayed a computer tech for the store. <laughs> no, well, because Ryan's like, he also fixes my computer. Yeah, yeah I would have yeah. bought it. Yeah, you would have, I guess. But so, I would have But then again, you also did set up all this, the fact yeah. that you became a guitar tech while doing, doing lines. Doing lines of coke with yeah. Don yeah. Dockin. Yeah. yeah. So, so fair enough. So, yeah. so all, all doors have been opened at this don't, point. Yeah, don't knock what's working. <laughs> so, this, so this guy says, hey, I know a guy who just got done doing this gig with you know, Vince Neil. Um, I get a call from the manager to meet me at the Starbucks on the corner of Franklin and Highland. That sounds suspicious. Continue. You know, I meet him there, and uh, turns out that the guy is the uh, manager of Marilyn Manson. Okay. And they don't have an, they don't have a personal assistant. Um, they're leaving to go to Australia the next day, and they need to find somebody. Um, he has me give him the quick rundown of Vince Neil, how hard he is, blah blah blah. And he says, "Well, I think if you can do Vince, you know, you'd be able to do this gig. Would you? Would you like it?" And what he meant was, we can't find anyone else that'll yeah. take this fucking thing. But, please, please, please do it. But this person, you know, and he never told me a single thing about what it's like to work for Marilyn Manson. But in my he head, said nothing. No, he just listened to what I said. Well, it sounds oh, like you, you kind of said what it would be like. Well, I kind of right? in, in I hindsight, said, you gave I, him the information he needed to know whether you could put up exactly. with it. Is that kind of is that yeah, kind of where you're going? Because Vince Neil is known as probably the hardest person in the industry really? to work for. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, I said I don't know yeah. much about those guys. So um, okay, so, yeah, he's not an easy dude. Okay. So he said, uh, "Okay, you're hired. You know, um, we're going to go to Manson's house tonight, and you're going to meet him." Um, you know, he's like, "But I just want you to. We're going to be in. And, we're going to be in and out. I want you to just go in and meet him, and then go home." You know, because I don't want you to, I don't want you to have to do too much for him on the road. I mean, at home, I want I need you more for you know being on the road. So we go to his house. <laughs> we go to his house. I meet him. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Kinda Can I get awkward. an egg McMuffin? <laughs> no, he immediately I, gave you a task. I, I, I literally I walk in his house and it turns out that there's no lights on. Okay, and and there's no lights on and everybody is sitting in the dark watching a watching the TV, which is a project, projector on the wall, and everybody has a flashlight in their hand. I'm like, what is going on? And it turns out, like, the guy does not use uh, lights. Everybody in the house is walking around looking for stuff with flashlights on. He never has the lights on. He has, you know, like like I said, one giant. No, but I mean, in general, in general. the lights are just not on. In general, it's okay. live, live in the dark. Okay. You know? um, I meet him. Um, he asks me to go to rehearsal that night to meet him. I look over at his manager who says, okay, you know, come, come to rehearsal. Go to rehearsal. I walk in, I sit down, I listen to a couple of songs. He comes over to me and he says, hey, I have a photo shoot. Um, I'd like for you to drive me tonight. Would that be okay? And I look to his manager and he just doesn't say anything. And I say, okay. <laughs> so, what the f- yeah. So the next thing I know. So or were they just under the assumption that if you're there, you've already taken the job I, anyway, right? Yes, that's okay. Well, what, no, that's what they're hoping. He's like, the, the manager's got to be like, oh, please, God. Yeah, take yeah. him to the thing so that now and we can it, say you're hired. Okay. This, oh, okay. this is when I realize it's whatever. It's like E.F. Hutton. Whenever he speaks, you know, everybody listens and whatever he wants, you know. He's surrounded okay. by yes so, men constantly. Uh, okay, okay, so I'm okay. looking to the manager to see if he's going to be like, well, you know. No, we want Ryan. Ryan to go home and get some sleep. He's yeah. going to be more. No, he doesn't do it. No, he, he he does he does one of these like, you know, he's pretending to go for a bottle of water while Manson's talking to me. Fucking and coward. So, so coward. No, I don't know. Actually, I get it. Yeah, um, I get it now. Yeah. Um, well, you're you're figuring out the dynamics of what's yes. going on here. Yes. Basically, what you're saying. So, okay. So we end up driving. I I end up driving him to this photo shoot, which doesn't take place for another eighteen hours because. 
the moment we get to this person's house, it's just eight balls and alcohol. But wait a minute. I thought you were leaving yeah, from no, Australia we were, 18 hours previous to that. We, I thought you said the next day. You Now you're about two days later. Yeah, well, okay. It was a very long day. We'll say that. <laughs> yeah, it no, was. Put it this way. My, my first day went from this photo shoot, which lasted all to the next day, to me running home, throwing a bunch of stuff in a suitcase, running to his place, throwing a bunch of stuff in a suitcase, and getting on a plane and going to Australia. Okay, so so you're you're packing him. Oh yeah, you have no idea who this guy is and no what he wants. Idea. How they, so you're just no. you're guessing, or was everything black? So you're like I have black, <laughs> six black <laughs> this, hey, six black that. When, when I say we had about six suitcases with everything that the guy owned just thrown into it, is what we did. So that's what you did. Yeah, but weren't you concerned? I mean, no. That you were just throwing stuff in there and it wasn't a, like he, you, you, you weren't worried He's like you didn't fold it the right way or any of that kind of stuff? Or you, you kind of just were like, it doesn't matter, man. I'll deal with this shit later. Here's where, it, here's where it gets funny. You're talking about a person who has never folded a thing in his life. So he didn't care. So you figured that out real quick when let, you were let there. Him, let him. He does not want things folded. Okay. He does not want things in order. He just wants everything. He just wants everything. He wants everything. To, <laughs> he wants everything to not use anything because he wears, you know. The same outfit every day. Okay. Every day. But you, hence, you can't ask a question. Do we want this? If you ask a question, yes, put it in there. Yes. So you, it it's, it's like, why, why even bother asking? Because the yeah. answer is yes. But then it's, you know, you cut to, you get to where you're at. You're in a hotel room. He wants to find that one thing, and he knows it's in there. And he's going through every bag and, you know. Just throwing stuff all over the place. And, and this was every day. Every, every day. day. You know. You bring in the suitcases, it's all thrown about the room. And then you got to just straighten yep. it up. Yep. He was married to Rose McGowan, correct? Yeah. So it's interesting to me, um, he must have been a great dude in some respects in the fact that you can even get a woman. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're living in the dark with oh, flashlights, uh, I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you even communicate with other people? It, I, I, I get the music part of it. I get the creative part of it. But you still actually have to... Be able to talk. Be able to talk and yeah. have. I mean, obviously, he has some social skills. I don't know much about her, but I don't know. If she, I don't. Know, I know my, nothing my, my about guess her. Is but. It takes all types, but they didn't stay married, so there was something. But they are long enough to get together and actually say, "Will you marry?" Somebody said it. Somebody said, "Okay, I can make this work." Yeah, somebody I mean, had to say that in that relationship. Publicist. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, it's just interesting to me because no. relationships are so complex. Yeah. Yeah. That's I guess that's what I'm saying. Well, it's like John. He's a you know he's a ladies man. You know it, it's all man. it's all in how you talk to him. You know what? Yeah. I don't even have, I don't have no more yeah. questions in you respect to that. When you actually point over to John, it yeah. all makes sense in the big picture. See? Sensitive. He's that's one it. of those. You know, I'm sit. sensitive and yet firm. Like, hey, I want to I want my eggs made now. Yeah. But also, if you have time, that would be great. Thanks. Ah, passive aggressive. So, um, how <laughs> was uh, so how, so Australia? It's just whatever. It, it, was it just more of the same for you? Like, was it did did was it very easy for you to kind of go from Vince Neil to easy in a sense of like I've been here, you know what I mean? I've been there, done, done that. Okay. Um, just transferring over from you know a different type of uh, different type of crowd, different type of audience, you know. So from I was comfortable in the Motley Crue in audience because the <laughs> they were you metal. They were they were me. I knew what that person was all about. <laughs> These people were more sad. Was this a sadder group of this, people? Yeah. Like you talking more emo, if you will, and, okay. emo goth. Um, Industrial. I wasn't really a fan Annoying. of like, that type of music. <laughs> yeah, no, sort of, sort of. I didn't. Here's my thing. You didn't fit in. I didn't. Well, in that world, like you didn't feel like you fit in. I mean, fit in. I think well, no, he's too. I, I think on the outside, I fit in. Okay, you know, because I look like them. But to me, like I fit in more with the '80s. Right. Hey, don't need nothing but a good time. Let's party. You know. Um, I didn't. De- I didn't fit in. With the audience younger. Yeah. Even I mean, even yeah, still, right? Couple, I mean, even though he's from the nineties, I mean technically they could be our age, but a couple years younger, but more of 
I didn't know the Slipknots or the you okay. know the those nine, oh those other bands those, Nine Inch Nails those other like, bands and I didn't I didn't I didn't realize the dichotomy of how of how all these people looked up to Marilyn Manson yeah you know I didn't know him as hey this guy's fucking huge and everybody idolizes him where I know, know the Slipknots very where, well yeah you know so um so that was different to get used to um did the Slipknot guys hang out with you guys all the did, time. did they did they take their masks off. I I saw a couple of them with their masks off. Yeah, I know they you do. Know? I, I worked on I worked with them for um, <laughs> something. So it, and they don't like each other either. No, anyway, they, they yeah you know, they don't like each other at all. Um, the main dude's cool, clown. Yeah, he's yeah, okay. Very, I mean, he's well, you know harmless. Yeah, I'm not gonna say anything bad about the, any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't talk to any of the yeah, other guys. They you might be their tour came, manager yeah, exactly. soon. No. no, but I mean, they, the, the, the funny thing about that is it was a uh, Coleman uh, worked with me with them, and they just you know they came in and did their thing, but. I had heard rumors that a lot of those guys did not get along with each other, but I, I, to me, I didn't, it didn't matter. I was yeah. just working on a music video, so I didn't yeah. give a shit. And when, but, they, when you, they say that, it's like probably not in front of you. They're not going to be like, fuck you, Steve. Like, no, but yeah, and they all, when, yeah. and once they put their masks on, they don't say shit. They right. just kind of stand around on their fucking masks. It's like pretty weird, interesting they, stuff. They, anyway, continue. They sit around and they're like, I'm making a million dollars tonight. Yeah. So yeah. we can get along. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't really, actually, it's probably the best thing I ever did was, was work with, you know, work with Marilyn Manson to realize like how fucking smart a person can be in one respect and how completely opposite you know and helpless be. and like you know? a fetus yeah okay yeah. i want to ask you who's who because i don't want to get you in trouble yeah. but yeah so and but you're not so you stopped doing that as well correct I stopped uh, about three months ago oh, oh just this is just recently yeah. okay yeah so so i did uh, i was with him for about five and a half six years six okay years. i don't know why i thought you had stopped doing so, that you saw the ago, world though man i, I mean I, that's a pretty crazy like you know just sending pictures from yeah. Bon Scott's thing to like just all over the place. It's pretty fantastic. Yep. Musically, I mean, did he was he really into the music stuff or was he more into the performance stuff? Um, more more the performance. Okay, you know. Um, so like he's like a performance artist, right? Yeah. In many oh, respects, right? I mean, versus yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of like he had lost his ambition to actually put out good music, but wanted to uh, tour and perform okay. like he used to perform. Is he still putting out? I mean, forgive my ignorance because it's just not my style. No, no, he's, is he still putting out stuff or no? He is. Yeah. Okay. Are, okay. Yeah. I say we. He. Um, well, no. Technically, you probably get so used he, to saying yeah. that. I he get, actually, I, um, the the last album he did was probably one of the better ones he's done in about ten years. Okay. How you many know, albums um, did he do during the time that you were working with him? Two. Okay. Two. Okay. You know, um, which was uh, that first one was not good. Do you like? Do you? Um, I, 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 I because I came from music, and there's uh, there's two different things when it comes to music. Mm-hmm. There's the uh, laborious creation of music, mm-hmm. and then there's the live performance. Did you like the laborious part at all? The studio time, the no. creation thereof, the repeat of the same thing over and over and over again. Did you find any joy in that at all? Not at all. Not what you know. Not one. Which is probably which probably says a lot for why you probably wouldn't you 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 did better along the lines of what you're doing than if you were in a band because the because the fucking sitting there and writing music together is it was the same line over Mm -hmm. and over yeah do it over and over and over cut to uh, the cover photo of the album you know it was. Let me see it on your computer. Let me see it on your. Wait, wait. Is your computer? Is your? Is your? You know, you have to check the colors. The color, yeah. yeah. You know, and you're like, come on, like this is, you know, yeah, this is ridiculous. That took weeks, months, yeah. you know. Um, but cut to doing that same song on stage in front of the audience, and now you get it, right? Yeah, right. You get what he meant by this. You get what he meant by that. Um, that's the part I hated, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, and that's most of the days, though, right? That Especially was, when when somebody's like, you, you probably heard those dreaded words, like, "All right, we're going to go in the studio and do an album." You're like, ah, and, you and, know, that's touring is not happening for a while. Yeah. And, well, with him, actually, everything was spontaneous. Okay. Me- meaning, I joined him as he was in the middle of finishing up um, his first album. Okay. Um, which led to um, the first a, album he did when he was with yeah, you, yeah. Which yeah, led to yeah, a small, yeah. which led to a small tour. Okay. Um, which led to right after that tour ended, somehow we jumped on another tour. Um, with him, everything was just like spontaneity. You know, it was like we're not going to be touring for another six months. Oh wait, there's a game there's, next, there's something we can do. There's something yeah. we can do next week. Let's go out and do it. So let me ask you something. So when you're a personal assistant for somebody. Are there just days where, like, I mean, every day, do you have to show up? Or are you on call? Meaning, like, you could just be at your house, or there, you like every day you're reporting somewhere, and some days you're literally just sitting there for like ten hours doing nothing, but you have to be there. Everything that you just said, you know, I, <laughs> okay. here, here with with them, uh, it was pretty much you're on call twenty four seven. Okay, so you weren't, um, you didn't always have to show up somewhere and be in the house and always be right there. I would, I would check in every day. Okay, you know, it, at first, yes, I'm there every day. What time? Noon. I'm waking you up. You know, to going there at noon, to having somebody say, you know what, I'm going to sleep a little bit longer. Okay. Till two, you're sitting around the house, you know, three, four hours, just waiting for somebody to wake up. Okay. And then from there, you decide, you know what, I'm going to leave and go get something done. But you don't get the balls to do that, you know, for like a year into it. Okay. You know, you're still, I want to be there. I want to make sure I'm there, you know. Yeah. Um, Doing and, your job, which is yeah. to make sure that they're comfortable and getting what they need. Yeah. And then um, you start, you know. I start, I'll wait at home, I'll wait for your call, I'll wait for this. It starts eating on you. You start, it starts, even though I'm getting paid well, it's eating on me that, I, that I'm sitting here all day long waiting for you to wake up or the fact that I even have to come and wake you up. And Yeah, you can't work you know, on an alarm clock, you can't figure out when you need breakfast. You know, that's this kind of stuff that eats at your soul. Okay. And then, um, and then you realize it's like, you know, things that are supposed to take five minutes, take two hours, take this, take that. But yeah. I mean, so, so, so you found yourself... Mm-hmm. In these specialty careers, if you will, mm-hmm. right? And it's cool. They all have great stories. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is great. You're telling, they, they lead to great stories. Yeah, sure. But you, you know, looking at your um, career trajectory, I mean, do you see yourself continuing to do this? Are you okay with receiving more phone calls to continue to do this? Or is there something else where you're like, you know what, I, I need to do... Like, you strike me as a little bit of a guy that, that doesn't like the sameness always. Like, you need new challenges, per se. So where do you, I mean, what do you, where do you go? What do you end up doing? Like, how do you, you said you've been done with this for three months. Yeah, but uh, back to Craigslist. <laughs> you still use Craigslist? <laughs> Surprised you're alive. I honestly am. You know, He's uh, the one killing everybody yeah. on Craigslist. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I still use Craigslist to lure women to my apartment. Now, um, I, um, but you know what I mean? Like, is, I mean, have you yeah. thought about Because obviously you've been exposed to a lot, too. So I can't imagine I, you haven't thought from time to time, well, mm, this is interesting or that's interesting. I mean, look, at, I, love, I actually love doing the personal assistant. You do? Thing. Okay. Even it. when it gets tedious and grinding. I, I'm now hoping to find that person that has, you know, ambition and, you know, um, I don't know. I want to find somebody now that has the, you know, the creative drive to go and do something further with your career, you know, instead of just kind of living in the moment of where you're at and I'm this person and then people want to come see me. But you, know? um, you don't ever see yourself uh, like becoming more like a manager oh, or it, something like that where yeah. like you don't. Like you're cutting the checks now versus having to get it's, the check from the business manager or the manager or something like that. Are there other professions within that world where you're like, I can do this. I can, I can totally do this. That's actually, that's kind of what I was hoping, you know, it's kind of what I was hoping would have happened already. Okay. You know, leading towards that, um, 
But somebody's got to go or do wrong in order for you to replace, correct? Especially with these people that have already obtained a certain level sure. of... Because there's a safety net of, of why they keep people around, sure. even sometimes when they're not that good at what they do, correct? Sure, exactly. Or find, you know, I could find the manager that's already a manager of a pre-existing band who wants, you know, for me to come work with them or, you know... Um, Lighten his load with yeah. with your skill level. You know, let me see. Set. What's sad is that whole um, that whole side of music is gone. That you know, artist development, that whole A and R guy. Yeah, you know, everything's been reduced to it's the band, the band doing as much as they can, a manager, and you know, the record companies. It's no longer like a guy from A and R going out yeah, finding artists. Yeah, it's not a team. Yeah, in. you know, so so the job that I'm looking for has been cut in half. For you know, okay, um, you know, so it's. I kind of feel like I'm back to square one again, you know? Okay. We're putting the feelers out, figuring out what it is that you can do, you know? So you're um, going to, so probably going to be working with Bieber then, or what do you think? I, I actually, yeah. I'm working with Bieber's dancers right now at the moment. <laughs> I make that joke. You know, like a year from now, we'll be checking back with you yeah. and that, you know. Because eventually, I mean, these other just people just stop. They're like, you know what? I'm too old. I'm not doing yeah. this crap anymore. And then, you know, it's like a new generation yeah. that's been, you know, out there for 10, 15 years. That's probably when they need a guy like you, when they've kind of arced, yep. and then it's kind of like a you know maintaining maintenance. Yep. They're at a certain level. It seems like you also specialize in that area too, yep. right? Yep. Yeah, where they've already where they've already re- achieved a certain level of success, and they're maintaining it. Sure, exactly. No, that's perfect. Um, and, and and there's look at there is you know fifty to a hundred other dudes out there just like me who are with every you know yeah. every band I tour with. There's the Ryan Brown right there. doing the same right. thing, and it, it has never translated into like the film business or uh, um like you know at that level. Or do you like you, have you been just kind of like you just stay in music because that's music. Been, you know, look at I've been been doing pretty good money wise sure. the last couple of years. So it's not like I've needed to transition into anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but you would know. you could you see yourself as a personal assistant for somebody in the film business? I, per se? I right now that's kind of what I'm looking for. Oh, okay. You know, look, Looking for, uh, you know, somebody more focused and grounded and and more um, who does a little bit of everything, maybe. Yeah. Well, it just sounds like one of the things that you would probably be amazing at, or an asset to someone, is crisis management for you. Mm. On a like, nothing would phase you. Yeah, if you got someone that was a tad bit more mellow, you would just be like. You could talk them off a ledge so quickly because you'd be like, "This is nothing. Yeah. You need to chill. Yes. Trust me." Right. And when you say that, you actually mean you it. Actually in your point of reference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, look. I think you're looking for, like, I think I know what you're talking about. When you're looking for like the next thing of somebody who's driven with a purpose that's making art. Because like Vince Neil is a performer. He's not a songwriter. He's a performer. Marilyn Manson is a performer. He is a songwriter. He does write his own music. But for the most part, like you said, he'd rather be out there on stage performing. But there are other people out there that are a little bit... And I'm not calling Vince Neil or Marilyn Manson shallow. Or it's just They're just different. But I think it's like there's people out there that that are are they want to help the process and like what you just said like how that part of your business is diminishing with the a and r guy and because fat dudes are going to malls and putting together boy bands do you know what i mean like because that kind of there's no um developing there's no playing in a garage until you you know what i mean what's the thing it's like a dave Grohl quote but it's like i don't i'm not trying to copy him i'm just saying like there's no you you play music until you suck and then you you, we suck let's get you know you're out you're in let's mix and match we're fucking joining different bands we're trying we're trying we found something we like other people like it then you're developed you're found by someone who can develop you and then you move on and you go forward but there's also guys who are going to take that into their own hands and then while they're doing that fucking work on movies and write music for whatever they can and just be as creative as humanly 
impossible. And, and it's almost like, you know, with the American Idols and stuff like that, people aren't even given the time to become, you know, who they are. Right. You know, we're, we're finding you somewhere. Yeah, and then you're, you're forced into this wardrobe. You're, you're forced into this world. We're telling you how great your voice is. And then after the show, we're... We're making millions. We're making millions of dollars off of using you to further our careers. Yeah, and we don't give a fuck about you, you know. And now your talent's been wasted because everybody knows who you are already. Ask Justin Guarini. You know, you know what I mean? Like, so those people there aren't getting a chance to be developed by anybody. You know, they're just being instantly right. sing this song. Here's this album. You're doing this, and now we don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. Where and now it's not selling like we wanted it to. So goodbye. But I'm Steven Tyler, and now I have a new country album coming out, and <laughs> I'm this person. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they're being used on one end, not knowing. They're thinking I've never been given an opportunity like this in my life, you know, and they're being, their talents being wasted because now they're owned by American Idol or being owned by whatever it is, you know, or, show that they sang for. Yeah. It's kind of like The Rock when he realized when he wanted to branch yeah. out and, and uh, they're like, no, no, we're The Rock. Yeah. You're just the dude. I yeah. mean, he eventually figured out he was smart enough to transition himself. Yeah. But there was that one, there was that period where he, they were like, well, we could kind of pretty much control you right now if we really want to. Like, so, sorry, buddy. But uh, welcome to the real world. I don't think Dwayne Johnson gets controlled by anybody. He's a bad motherfucker. No, no, but I'm saying, but it, in the press, though, when, you, right. when that first came out, it was like this thing. And, you know, if you don't really know much about what's going on behind the scenes, you kind of go, wow, shit, somebody can, wait a minute, somebody can own you? Yeah. yeah. Like, own your identity? Is, wrestling is the worst with that, too. Like there, it's it's pretty rough. It's a rough gig. So it sounds like uh, you have you've lived your life zero regrets. There's, look at there, there's, <laughs> no, I mean I mean that yeah, right? Like, no, and, like, and look at I don't regret. Yeah, I don't regret regret any of it. Like I would do it all over again the same way. You know, maybe not meeting John Huck, but you know. One real quick amazing story. Um, Doc McGee is a famous tour manager, and uh, Ryan for like we got. Because he was working with Schechter and he knew all these people behind the, in the music business, like we went to the Big Four, which was Metallica, Slayer, Anthrax, and uh, Megadeth, and we were like on stage. It was like the greatest concert of my entire life. But I'll preface this with: growing up, Kiss was my favorite band. Okay, now I did, but although they although they were my favorite band, I didn't want to be a member of Kiss. I wanted, okay, <laughs> I, I wanted to be Doc McGee. Okay, who yeah. was interesting? Who was their manager? Managed by who he managed yeah. Kiss. Yeah, so. and this guy did everything for Kiss. Did everything for Bon Jovi. And he was very famous. Yeah, I mean, he was. He's probably the most famous band manager yep. that didn't rob people. Right, right. Um, so we we go to this big four thing, and then a couple weeks later, he's like, "Hey, man, uh, I got." I got uh, I got to take guitars to Paul Stanley at this Kiss show out in the Inland Empire. Do you want to go? And I'm like, yeah, I want to go. <laughs> so it turns out to be a music festival. It was Bush, Eminem, and Kiss. So he, he gets these. We get we get pass the guitars out to somebody, and then we get these all access VIP passes, and we can walk like right down the cable run. We're standing front row for Eminem. Like the hair on my arms is blowing back. We move to the back of the of the area, like the the big lawn area. And we're kind of back by where like the main soundboard and some scaffolding is or whatever, looking straight on to the show. And Kiss is starting, and Doc McGee literally walks right by us. And Ryan's like, "Holy shit, you're Doc McGee!" And he's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Oh man, you're like I really like whatever." It was a very nice, warm exchange, and he was very friendly. And he's like, "Would it be cool?" And Ryan says, "Would it be cool if I got a picture with you?" And this is a guy who's met like a million rock stars and doesn't have any real photos, but doesn't care. Like, but he's like wants a picture with Doc McGee. Meanwhile, I'm all hammered. I'm shit faced. Hammered. This point. That guy with the four beer cans. Yeah, yeah. I was Coors lighting the fuck out of it because yep. I didn't know how long we were going to be there. Yep. So I Our go. Our second sponsor. I go. Yeah, I go. Yeah, give me your phone and I'll take the photo. 
Oh no! So I I take I, it's blackberry. Dark. It's a blackberry. It's a blackberry. Type. This was back how, how long ago it was, but I can't really see what I'm taking a picture of. So I just take the picture and I'm like, yeah, I got it. So Doc McGee disappears. He shakes hands, shakes. disappears off into the crowd. Like you're never gonna see Doc McGee yep. again. He turns his looks at his phone and he goes, "You fucking asshole!" He shows me the picture. It was like him standing next to a shadow of my thumb. So so it's Doc McGee with his arm around me. And when it comes to me, it's just John's oh, thumb. It's my no. thumb, like right in there, like, in between. And he you was can't like, even see that it's me. So oh it's, no! <laughs> I was like, "Sorry, dude." He was like, "You fucking." I'm like idiot. the one fucking photo I've ever wanted. You know, yeah, the, I don't, oh, and I don't take pictures with people. Yeah, the one is Doc McGee no longer with us. Is that why this? No, is no, a, no, 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 no. Okay, so you still have a chance. Oh, redemption. Yeah. It's still around the corner. Yeah. I hope I'm there to take that picture because I'm gonna. I'm gonna I, I don't. I'm gonna light I don't. it. <laughs> I'm gonna light it like a professional photographer. Look, okay, first off, I want to be honest with you, John. I hope that you are not, because if I know anything about you, listen, you're you're you're, you're good. You 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 clean up well. However, a mixture of you and any concert is never a good mixture. Oh. So I'm not. I would not put my money on you're gonna. The redemption's gonna go well this time. It may just be your pinky, <laughs> but it's yeah. still not gonna be Ryan in the photo. So I yeah. I, I, I get the redemption, but um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't do what well, concerts. I like to drink. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he does. That's like what I like to do, man. Now, you guys earlier, you mentioned uh, you were talking about Don Rickles. Yeah. yeah. I saw him. Uh, oh, in Vegas. Probably could be almost 15 years ago, maybe. Yeah. In Vegas. Still the funniest show yeah. comedian I've ever seen in my entire life. And back 15 years ago, he was probably sharper as shit. He, like... I just remember he walked up to a table of a husband and wife, probably 300 pounds each. Walked over to him, stood up right in front of them you know, while they're eating, and he goes... What am I at a fucking weigh in? <laughs> and everybody, I swear to God, just started like we were laughing yeah. at these people. You know? Yeah, and they were laughing. And then he w- cut into the uh, the Frank Sinatra story that he tells. You know, yeah, when he gets down to them, he's like, "Yeah, they had a nickname for me. It was Hey Jew." Yeah, yeah. You know, I just I laugh. I've never laughed at a comedian that much in my life. Yeah, dude. He you he know? did a lot of that, like making fun and, of people in the audience. You saying that he's eighty nine? Wow, crazy, right? Like, I've been wanting to see him since then. Yeah, you know. I, I, my my thought is, I probably saw him for yeah. like. What might be his God last damn it. Well, he's. Not, I mean, the th- he's. It, it's pretty clear if he's still doing it. Eighty nine. He's one of those guys. He stops doing it. He's. It's done. He's yeah. done. Yeah, he's yeah, done. Yeah. He's checking out because yeah. his wife travels with him. I mean, he doesn't even really travel anymore. He yeah. just does big shows wherever he wants to. Yeah. No. That would be. Uh, that would be one that. Uh, like I, I missed an opportunity to see Dangerfield. I, I let. I let my my friend go instead. Oh. I was invited, oh, but right. he he looked exactly like him. Yeah. And Patrick Keene uh, got got the ticket, and I was like, "Nah, I was my buddy Baxter." I'm like, "Let Baxter go." And of course, Baxter, you know, he gets introduced to me. Goes, uh, he and Rodney Dangerfield calls his wife, and he's like, "Just something you want to tell me?" <laughs> so, the fact that's that good. he got that, like yeah. to me, I'm like, "All right, that's fine." But it. obviously, he didn't live that much longer after that, so it was kind of disappointing that I didn't, uh, uh, yeah, that I passed up on that. But yeah, I mean, there's there's very few, right? That see, like, see you, the legends while you can, man. That's like what we're all learning. And I think we just jinxed uh, Don Rickles. No, 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 I hope not. No. I hope we didn't jinx Don Rickles. At the same time, the man has lived quite a life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And for a guy who's always kind of on, he's like in Casino. He's in I'm like he's in a that, bunch yeah. of movies that are like he's like the last. You know, probably the last person that ever you know hung with the Rat Pack. Yeah, yeah. You know? He's certainly the funniest. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, there's what Rickles, there's uh, Newhart, Newhart, was there's a Dick rat. Van Dyke. Dick, yeah. yeah. As far as like old performers, but those like, guys are still that, all that's still it. alive. Yeah. Uh, Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett's still alive. Um, and um, not Corman. Um, funny other Tim, other Tim funny Conway. Tim Conway, Tim still Conway. hilarious by the yep. way. Yeah. I follow him on uh, Facebook. He's oh, still wow. funny. That's funny. Dwarf. He's it's still got he's still got it Is going. He dwarf on, on golf. 
Yeah. That, yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus Christ. But I mean, I mean, he was like, I mean, when when you when you talk about influences and things, it's like Larry I Bud. remember growing up and watching who Larry Bud Melman. I know. Uh, I think he died from Letterman. I, I believe he died. Yeah. Larry Bud Melman. I can never figure out if that was an act or if he genuinely was yeah, a little bit disconnected. A, a little bit of both. Yeah. But a Carol Burnett, that Carol Burnett show, my parents watched that, so I would watch that. Man, mm. I, I couldn't. I mean, Tim Conway, man, him and Harvey Korman. Like, yeah, that's, they're like it, comedically. In, you know, you make fun of me about my Peter Sellers thing, but there's certain guys that they just you just never will forget what they they were classic slapstick, the things that they did. Like, there's mm-hmm. just certain memories, you know. Yeah, my um, memories of this uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh... <laughs> Over here, <laughs> that's Broby Wan Kenobi, I, I've dude. Been, I've been looking for mine since I was a little kid, and I think I found it. I, uh, I, you know, I saved that stuff. So th- th- there's a little bit of wow. a joy and sadness to that stuff. So that's all my my kid stuff. So it's over 30 years old. I took it out, gave it to the kids because that's the whole point. I'm saving it for my kids, right? Yeah. I took it out. I let them start playing. If they're playing it too rough, I put it back. Yeah, in I was the gonna shit, say, I put it back on the shelf. And then I was like, God, what does it matter with me? Like, isn't that the whole point of what I saved it for? No, I know. It turns <laughs> out, yeah. So you you answer the question. <laughs> no. No, no, dude. Thanks all for sharing yeah. your story. Uh, uh, yeah, dude. Colorful history. Always, always a good time, dude. Amazing. I always funny. It. Uh, yeah, that was a good show, everyone. Thanks for listening. How do we wrap this up? Oh, uh, we. You, you let us know. Do people need to find you somewhere, like in Craigslist, oh, no. or no? He doesn't really do social media. Yeah. You missed the joke. Get it. Uh, okay. Find him on Craigslist. Yes, you can find him on Craigslist, guys. He's answering ads. <laughs> That's what, what he does? For whatever you post. That's your social network? It's MW for M. <laughs> Dude, thanks again. Yeah, no problem. Uh, it, good show, everybody. Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe. 